good, good. I say recount, stop the count, count it again, okay? Then triple count it. It's over, fucko. You lost. You fucking lost. The fucking ghost of John McCain bit you right in your fat fucking ass in Arizona. Good, you fucking asshole. Your big fucking mouth came back to fuck you, okay? The fucking, you, you don't want to uh, back the governor of Michigan when there's a plot to kidnap her? Good, you fuck. Pack your fucking shit and you're going to lose Pennsylvania, huh? The ghost of Daryl fucking Dawkins, the Broad Street bullies, you're fucking done in Philadelphia. You're done. Pack your fucking shit. You got a bunch of fucking flunkies around you. Get your fucking stupid sons, your dumb fucking daughter, your fucking mute fucking blowjob, Jared fucking Kushner fucking son-in-law. Get the fucking tape, get the boxes, and pack your fucking shit. Pack it now. Go the fuck away. Four years of this fucking nonsense, you fucking blowjob. Get the fucking trucks. It's time, asshole. We could count. We could recount. Let's do it three fucking times. We'll triple check it. It's over, asshole. You fucking lost, motherfucker. You dumb fuck you. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. This is Lenny Dykstra Nail coming at you listening to Corner Pub Sports. Oh, Jesus Christ. Corner Pub Sports. What is up, everybody? Corner Puff Sports coming at you live, as we do every Friday night. We are live here on uh, on Facebook Live. And, of course, if you're downloading the show on iTunes, Spotify, Satchel, Satchel you know, you name it, we're on it, tune in, all that stuff. So uh, we are Corner Puff Sports. We do this every week. A bunch of guys drinking beers, talking sports, talking about whatever we feel like it. So that's what we do. What is going on, everybody? I'm Sean. Gary. Ryan. What's going on, guys? <clears throat> Mike's not on tonight. Uh, Mike's taking the week off. He's uh, got his finger in his mother-in-law's asshole tonight. Um, so we uh, we have a special guest coming on tonight in a little bit. About 10 minutes from now, uh, Jimmy Gorecki. Uh, he's a, professional, a former professional skate skateboarder. He'll be joining us tonight. He's a uh, Philadelphia native, big Eagles fan. Uh, an entrepreneur, he's got a lot going on. It, it's gonna be fun to talk to him. Um, uh, you know, it's it's. Mark said, "Fuck Mike." <laughs> so, 
uh, yeah, it should be should be should be cool to talk to him and uh, kind of uh, learn something a little new tonight. Uh, I think for all of us, so should be should be pretty cool. Uh, we're not going to apologize for the intro. We feel how we feel, and uh, you know it is what it is. So, what are you guys drinking? Like, let Gary go first. Yeah. Iced tea. Something real iced tea. Bruh. Dude. Bruh. <laughs> you could have, like, made it look like you were drinking a beer. Why? Fucking right in the pussy. It's Corner Pub Sports. Oh, you know. They saw iced tea at bars, you jip bag. Oh, man. That's. Well, I got the uh, Philadelphia's own Pale Ale from Yards. That's what I got. Oh. Gar, 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 what, what's what? that? What's that? Behind, bro? behind you, what? On the, sh- on the shelf there. What? I think I see your testicles. No, <laughs> they're in Chrissy's purse. <laughs> so uh, why don't we uh, why don't we get in a little uh, little Sixers talk before uh, Jimmy joins us? Jimmy Gorecki joins us. Um, there was uh, some rumors this week, and um, you know, last week we talked about Daryl Morey joining the Sixers, uh, you know, and and he came from over for the Rockets, and there's a uh, consensus he got paid that too. yeah he did, yeah. and there's a consensus that he is um, going to be aggressively trying to pursue James Harden, and obviously you're not going to just sign James Harden, you have to trade for him, and. Uh, I was just curious to see how you felt about that. I know it kind of went back and forth in our little text thread, but you know, how how about just the notion of James Harden being on this team? How does that like? What would, just yeah. the, I mean the the notion. Wow, it's James Harden. Like wow, like it would be wow. But from a basketball like IQ like good team, I want no parts. No. None. None. And if number one, what you would have to give up to get him, he's 31 years old. Mm-hmm. And the reason he puts up the numbers he puts up is because he's constantly got the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? That There's been some talent on that Rockets team, and they've done nothing. I, I mean, you're talking, you know, top five, top ten, um, you know, player in the league, um, you know, definitely, definitely top ten. I mean, you know, he's yeah. he's a pure scorer. You got a couple people agreeing with you here. Yeah, uh, but can him and Ben Simmons coexist? I don't think so. Like, I think you, if you did it, you would have to trade Embiid. I mean, you would have to trade Ben. Hmm. And I'm not. I'm not trading Ben. Now, if you – like, I'm not willing to trade Ben for anything. You know, this is a little off the – but now, if you tell me the Suns are interested in giving me Devin Booker for Ben, then I might want to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when you look at who you would give up, right, like, if you – obviously, you would have a choice, I would I would assume, that it would be between Ben or, or Joel and to, to get a, a James Harden type of player here. Uh, who would fit better, right? Would, would it would it be better to have a Ben James Harden backcourt and find someone else that you know? Is, I guess Horford would be your center, or are you better off the other way, where you get rid of Ben and it's 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 Harden and Joel? Um, I I would agree. Um, 
with our listener here that, uh, you know, as long as JoJo's on the team, the offense has to run through him. And I, I would agree um, wholeheartedly with that. I think that if that was the case, that it would, it would, if between the two scenarios, I think Joel would have to be the one that's here. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, like you, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not doing it. You uh, know what scares me the most about that scenario? It, if you I'm, trade Ben I, for. I'm not, and I'm not doing it if it's Joel or Ben included. That's the, I just want to clarify right. that. Yeah. What scares me the most if you tra- if you do make that trade, you trade Ben for James Harden. The Sixers are going to be they're going to be something for three years. Where is Ben at in three years, though? Mm-hmm. Like we've all had this conversation. Um, I like I, I, do, I don't think Ben's at his ceiling. No, so, but is Ben at the level of James Harden in three years? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, he may be at the level of like a, like in hindsight, like like a like a LeBron James. Not saying he's going to be LeBron James, but the fact that he'll make everybody better. And he's already like a top defender in the NBA. Like, where is he at in three years? He did take huge, huge steps. This, I mean, I was really impressed with his defense this year. I thought he he did a phenomenal job with that, uh, with, with improving his defense on the floor and and. Um, you know, basically kind of shut a lot of credits up, too, with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we saw the stats during the season, you know, taking on all the all-stars he took on and, and the points against them and all that stuff. He did a great job with that. I just mm-hmm. – and like you, we, you know, I want to see him keep improving. And I I agree with you that I do think that, you know, a couple of years, you know, we're going to see something special. He's already special. I mean, I know we bash him, you know, with the shooting thing, but – the kid is special. I mean, he he does just about everything. Right. Um, like without shooting, really, like he averages 17 points. He's the uh, he's the only player through his first three full years of playing that averages um, eight boards and eight assists a game. Mm-hmm. Like in NBA history. And he's becoming an all-world defender. Yeah. Like I'm not giving that up for a 31-year-old player that doesn't make anybody better. Now, what if um... – Let's, I don't see it being likely. What if you have to give Thibault a first-round pick? Um, I don't know. Some someone else. I, I'm just trying to think of someone else. And like, if there's another scenario that where like you could keep the Ben and Joel, mm-hmm. then I seriously think about it. But still, I I don't know if Ben and Harden can play together because they both need the ball. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm at. I I, I just don't know how. How that would work, right? Like, because then you're you're taking away one of Ben's biggest attributes, one of his biggest weapons, on, on having the, the offense kind of go through him, or not go through him, but him kind of start facilitate, start, it. yeah, facilitate the offense, and you take that away from him. I, I yeah, I agree. I, I don't know what happens there with with James Harden. The one thing is, though, I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler was the alpha, you know, when he was right. here, and and. That seemed to be okay. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out in the end. But um, but Jimmy Butler also doesn't need a ball in his hands to be effective. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know. I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Harden. Harden is hands down one of the best prolific scorers ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. But that's all he is. I come back to the, the point you made earlier with the the talented teams he had in Houston. Um, and, and and playing with the Thunder, you know, playing you know with um, uh, Westbrook, I mean, and playing with Westbrook, and 
we've seen it before, and it hasn't come to fruition, right? Nothing, nothing came of it. Granted, maybe those teams overall just weren't built, you know, to win. You know, obviously it takes a lot more than just two players uh, mm-hmm. on, on the floor. But oh, although we say that, and you know, there's a, uh, you know, LeBron James who does it all. We got our special guest on the on the uh, on the air here. Let me bring him in here. Oh, oh we just lost him. All right, I'll bring him in a second. He was on and off, so uh, he'll come back on in a second. Um, yeah, Jimmy Gorecki is going to be joining us in just a few moments here. But uh, just to finish up here with with the James Harden thing, I, I agree with you, man. I, I think um, this is a t- tough situation. It's it's you're looking at a prolific scorer. You're looking at a, a team that would be, I would think, considerably better offensively. But you're giving up a young star, and that would that would really suck. That would suck. Yeah, and I, I want to see what these two guys do under a bona fide coach. Like, look, look at his coaching staff, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to see what they do with – like, I understand they got to make moves. They got to f- try to figure something out. But don't don't trade one of them yet. Yeah, yeah. Why is this screen – like, the screen's all jumping around and stuff. I don't know what's going on here. It's fidgety. I mean, we talked about Maury last week, though. We're, we're both – I mean, we're all impressed with him, right? He likes to make yeah. moves. Yep. Yeah. He likes to make moves. Yes, he does. Well, we got a special guest. This yeah, is ah, uh, see, I, uh, he keeps coming in, and then I lose him. Oh, what's going on here? Hmm. That's weird. Now I lost everybody. Let me try this again. All right, technical difficulties here. All right. Now I lost Ryan. So everyone's getting kicked out here on this feed. I don't know why this is happening. This is uh this is definitely a first and it's coming at the most inopportune time. That's great. All right, so I'm doing a so- show solo right now. And now we all right, we got one here. Dude, everything just went went yeah, to shit. I know. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, right, we'll figure it out. There's Ryan. <laughs> I don't know, man. What happened? I don't know. That's because that's we were talking shit about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy came on, and then uh, as soon as I brought him on, it like everything crashed out. Yeah, Sorry. he messed it all up. He must have an advanced like system, and <laughs> it's not compatible. It's not compatible with us, fucks. He's like, he's trying to put an HDMI in a. Uh, Trying to put an HDMI and a USB, yeah, and a USB, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking second-rate podcast. <laughs> uh, he's he's texting me now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They um, said, "Talk yeah. about crunching the show." <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when Mike's not here. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I, no, it's the iced tea. That's that's the that's problem. what it is. You're it's not drinking, Gar. It all comes down to that. Sorry. Um, sorry. 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 Sorry, man. Mm. You ever see that fucking Sony commercial where the guy's going across the bridge and the music's going real loud? The fucking bridge is vibrating and he stops and he just looks up and he goes, "Sorry." <laughs> hmm. Sounds like we have a uh, sounds like we have a frozen screen now. This is, we do. Yeah. 
He said he can see us, but we can't see him. He's not even on my. <laughs> he's not even on my thing here. Yeah, something's going on here with uh, this. <clears throat> all right, give me one second. All right. What the fuck? We are experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah, give me one please, second. Please stand by. Oh, there he is. All right. Let's try this again. Good, good thing we don't have any listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. All right. Trying to bring him in. There he is. There we go. All right. We got oh, this. Yeah. What's uh, up? My sound. So we can we can hear you. Um, yeah. Um, um, connect camera. <laughs> now we lost Jeez. them. No. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. <laughs> oh man. That's all right. We'll right. count these mail in ballots. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, while we're waiting, while we're waiting for Jimmy to to, to uh, come on, um, the uh, the Eagles had a, a player with COVID come down. Um, yeah. I- I think that um, Marcus Epps. Yeah, I keep well, wanting. I keep no, it wasn't JJ because he don't catch shit. I, I keep wanting to call him uh, Mike Epps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said he can't can't connect the sound. Hmm. Tell him to just call that. Yeah, that's weird. Come back on. And... Yeah, that's weird. Um, and, and the Raiders, the Raiders situation that happened this week too with with the COVID, them getting oh, yeah, that. find the shit out of them too. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't want to follow the protocol like that. The union agreed to this. Like you all agreed to it. Like we're trying to have a season. You got what you deserve. Yeah. Fuck them. It was as long as, as long as Darren Waller has a good game. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> hey, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I might lose this week. That dude, it's, he's got the Andre Hopkins and he's getting Michael Thomas back. Hmm. Let me refresh for a second, guys. Mm-hmm. Having all sorts of problems today. It's bad, dude. Like, you could tell even just talking. It's like the screen is fidgeting. Yeah, that's like weird. The connection is really bad. Uh, stuff happens, unfortunately. Well, Mark just said he can't see any. He can't see anything. Tell him really? to refresh. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. That sucks. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. This is what uh, this is what happens when you do a live podcast. <laughs> Stuff like this happens. But the thing is, like, we haven't had this problem before. Like, we, you know what I mean? D- no, nah, like we, we didn't think to address it because it, it hasn't been a problem. Yeah, we. It is what it is, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so so the Raiders uh, to go back for a second. The Raiders uh, had had uh, apparently multiple problems um, as far as um, you know having players. Uh, break the protocol. Um, I guess the masks weren't being worn, all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm not really sure what was going on there, but $500,000 and they lost the draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. And John Gruden got to find 150,000 personally. Wow. Jesus. So 
I think he got fined for continuously not wearing the mask on on the sideline. You know, that's just ignorance. Bill Belichick did that uh, um, a couple weeks ago. See how the screen keeps doing that and changing? I'm not doing it. You're not doing it? No, I'm not doing any of that. It's doing it on its own. And now you're you're lagging too, Sean. Yeah, you are. This fucking thing. I think you're right. I think it's that opening we had beginning of the show. Yep. Beginning of the show, man. Yeah. The fuck? The Trumpers are after us. Bad things happen in Philly. Yes, it, apparently it happened on the show, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we're important. You got to go after us. You know? That's right. I blame Michael Rappaport. I love that was Michael funny as hell. I love Michael Rappaport. Yeah. That was funny. I wanted to be an engineer. <laughs> I wanted to be an engineer. You still can. Stop lying. Stop right. lying. Jimmy's back again. Let me try him, try him again. All right. Like a Superboy from Copland. <laughs> Jimmy. Can you hear us? What in the fuck? No, he can't hear us. <laughs> nope. Sorry. It's all right. Let me get his sound. references. Sound. <laughs> Dude, he's going to be like, fuck, they I ain't ever going back on this. Yeah, fuck them guys. <laughs> All right, he's going to call me. So at least that way he can hear us. That sucks. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, so I'm so sorry about this, man. Uh, it's, it's all good, man. We uh, Something something weird's going on here. Um, you might want to turn your, your sound on your computer down. All right. Say this one more time. I was going to say, you might want to turn the sound on your computer down. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Maybe. Maybe. There we go. It's like a robot. It's a disaster, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to think I can trouble you, dude. You hear Yako? Yako. Okay, let me okay, hang, let me this, hang up. this up. This is this even worse. Right. Hold on. All right. Bear, with, bear with me. All right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, That's I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Oh, no, we got you. I don't know if you can hear us, though. <laughs> you can't hear us. No. no. Oh, there it is. You got it? Oh, you nice. Oh, we're back. On. Yay! There we go. Sorry about that. It's all good, man. I'm glad we got it. <laughs> How you guys doing today? We're doing good, man. Thanks for joining us today. No, thank you guys. Yeah, it's a, we very much appreciate it, dude. This is this is all. Oh fuck, we lost him. <laughs> Sean, we gotta reschedule, dude. It's getting nuts. Oh shit. We gotta reschedule. Like, <laughs> Matt, you're not. Matt, you're not late. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy just joined in and he keeps getting cut Where's out. Jimmy, at? All right, I'm just gonna have him call. Jimmy, Jimmy, you know instead of Richie, yo, remember Jimmy? Jimmy, remember the Jimmy episode on Seinfeld? <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Yep. 
Hey, I guess maybe we'll just do phone. <laughs> it keeps kicking you out for some reason. I don't know what's going on. What the hell? It's all right, man. It's all good. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Awesome. Sorry about that. It's man. it's fine, man. Hey, technical technical difficulties. It's, it it yeah. happens. It happens. Hey, again, man, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. We had a couple people here. Uh, uh, Shale Fisher and Matt McDonald were like, hey, where's Jimmy at? Am I late? <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, you're, no. you're coming in and leaving. <laughs> it's all yeah. good, man. But how are you guys making out tonight? We're doing good. Uh, you know, we're 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 based out of out of your hometown. We're based out of Philly, and uh, we're we're locking the doors and keeping safe, man, because it's a little crazy around here right now. But uh, I know. Yeah. a buddy of mine he called me this morning and he goes, uh, he said, yeah, there was a a, a massive influx of of uh, Republicans pulled up, and then a massive influx of Democrats pulled up, and then it turned into one big overnight block party. Really. Yeah, like in, yeah. in, a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, he said. He said it was all like it was. Yeah, they were just like kicking it all night. No way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but it's a crazy. Yeah, you need, more, uh, you yeah. need a lot more crazy, of that. Yeah, crazy right. twenty four hours. I think the best thing that's come out of it is all the all of the memes this morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there, there's been some really good ones for sure. That was that was spot. The parking, but this parking spot one might have been my favorite. I didn't see that one yet. It was that the uh, one with the with the cop the, um that's coming up and it's Trump and there's like a, a chair holding a spot with the snow? Yes, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, that's classic. But yeah, there's been Shit, there's man. been some good ones, but yeah. So you're out in California now? I am. Yep. Yeah, we're right by by Dodger Stadium. Um, I moved here uh, shit about twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. Yep. I don't blame you. Um, uh, yeah, you got the weather. Perfect weather out there and all that stuff, man. The weather's good, yeah. It's going to rain tomorrow, so people prepare for the rain here. You know, like like three inches of rain here is like you guys preparing for like two feet of snow. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, California needs it, though, you know. Something happens, though. I think that this people have, you know, they get sunlight every single day, so when there's like a little bit of overcast, there's this like somber mood as if the world's coming to an end. You're like... Man, we, the, you realize how reliant people are upon sunlight in this city. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, uh, Lenny Dykstra on uh, about a month ago, and uh, he, he he's back out in California, and he's, I think he's near Hollywood. I think he said he was living in Hollywood or something. And he said, I said, I said, why'd you move out there, man? Because he was living in Jersey. And he said, uh, the weather, dude, just the weather. He, That's why I did it. He, he's the man, huh? He's he's something. <laughs> nah, he's, he's definitely something. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he, he's, really, yeah. Obviously, like all of the uh, fuck, man. It's it's it sucks when you hear about these guys that were like superstars to us growing up, and then you hear about like, you know, the legal trouble and mm-hmm. all all the other things, and you're like, kind of, dem- you know, we, we we place these people in in our head as they they're perfect, you know, they can do no wrong, but you know, I think life life after anything when you're in the spotlight, I'm sure is is a difficult place to be. So. Yeah, yeah. I hope he. Yeah, I hope he's in a better place. Uh, he definitely. He's, he's definitely better. We've had him on a couple times. He has definitely uh, come around the corner uh, since the last time we had him on. He, he's he's doing better. Yeah. Yeah. The good. second time he was on was a lot better than the first time. Yeah. Oh, good out here. Yeah, you can. He was more maybe coherent. Maybe not. Yeah, like maybe not as entertaining, <laughs> but definitely like for his sake, like very more coherent. He was um just sounded healthier, really. 
Fuck, man. When you hear these stories of these guys, the ball players, late 80s, early 90s, and you're like, it was a whole different time then, man. You know, even their conduct, you know, like when I remember that, though, if you guys ever watched that one 30 for 30 on the Mets and they're talking about like the, the jars of pills that were getting passed around the clubhouse, you're like, what the fuck was going on back then? Yeah, the Doc and Strawberry and all those guys kind of getting involved yeah. with that stuff. It's a whole different, whole different time period, man. But yeah, I hope yeah. Lenny Dykes is doing good. Man, he's fucked. He's one of the one of the toughest leadoff batters ever. Yeah, he was, That's and and hard. you know, and he had a little extra influence. He's he's paying the umpires to, or uh, uh, paying uh, private investigators to follow the umpires around. <laughs> oh, so man. so when they would call a ball on him, be like, oh, so uh, what's your wife up to tonight? And like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I don't know that there was that was definitely. That that World Series as a kid was like the first. Uh, that was like my introduction to like Philadelphia sports heartache. You mm-hmm. know, I, I didn't. I, I I remember vividly as a kid thinking they were gonna win that series, and then it was just uh, yeah, we just got left with that with that Mitch Williams fucking fastball. Yeah, and that. yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. My first one was probably a, a the fog ball. That was mine. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? Eighty eight. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yep. So, fuck, man. It's, it's all. That was the one thing with the Super Bowl. I thought, well, all right, we finally did it. I thought all of my angst and anxiety and everything would would diminish, and uh, and we could have we finally have some peace and some clarity. I, but it's only gotten worse. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that. But like, I'm, yeah. oh my God, because I thought the same thing. Like, okay, things are gonna be easier. We won. I won't be as much of a madman with the sports, and no, it got worse. It's yeah, it, it is, man. It, it, and but I don't think the circumstance. The, yeah, obviously, the circumstances the past couple of years have. It's been weird every season. Um, you know, we didn't know what to expect of Carson coming off the knee injury. Um, you know, fuck, man, that Vikings game where he hurt his back again, and then Foles finds success. It doesn't. It's hard as a fan. You don't really know where to where to lean at. You know, and um even you know even up until where we find ourselves today it just it makes you question a lot of i find myself i i found myself every single game lo- looking at the sideline like when are they going to send hurts in but then i have to remind myself later on that day that you know god forbid you know any top tier player playing without you know what what seems like two thirds of your starting roster and your and the second you know your 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 backups would you know, you might find yourself doing the same <laughs> things. Wednesday. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing with third stringers and practice squad guys. I mean, he hasn't been good at, from any standpoint this year. But like, and the coach hasn't helped them either. So, you know, there's, nah, there's a lot of lot of things that go into like how he's performing. Peyton Manning yeah. was in his fifth year, and you know what happened to Tony Dungy the next season, right? No, fire. Tell me. They uh, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, last season no, I didn't. thought that was, that was yeah, they, won the third, they won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy. Well, and Peyton Manning's fifth year, he went through this. The following year, his coach was gone. Yeah, that was um, it was Jim Hat. Uh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, Jim uh, Mora. Jim Mora. Jim Mora. Yeah. Mora, Mora, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> who? Uh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Playoffs. Yeah, that's that Jim Mora. So, so Jimmy, um, we'll, we'll get back to the uh, Eagles in a second, but um, uh, 
Let's find out about you, because I got to be honest. Um, you know, obviously we follow each other on Instagram. I think we have been for a little while, and um, but um, you know, I, I I'm not, uh, and, and I know these other guys aren't really either. I'm not really in tune with the um, skateboarding scene and, and everything. I obviously I I had heard of you, um, mm-hmm. but but as far as um, you kind of getting into skateboarding, I mean, what what prompted you to, to do that? It uh. You know, I, it was a you know, childhood passion. It was just, um, you know, I, I grew up, my mom had me, I grew up single parent household. My mom had me playing every sport growing up. Um, but skateboarding was really the one thing that, that you know, I, I think as a kid, you it, you see all the politics early on. You see the coach's sons getting picked. And that, that type of shit was always kind of like a turnoff to me. And then I, and I found, you know, through skateboarding, I understood that it was something that, you know, there wasn't, I didn't have a coach telling me what to do. I didn't, you know, it was just something, especially with my mom working so much, I could just leave the house and, and, and entertain myself with a skateboard. And, um, as I got older, yeah, I recognized that Philadelphia has had one of the, the biggest skateboarding communities and some of the biggest moments in, in skateboarding culture, uh, between what some of the guys were doing in the, in the, in the early nineties downtown to what, um, some some like different group of guys ushered in a whole new class of of uh, of recognition and coverage in the late '90s into the early 2000s, and that's where I I just really lucked out in seeing what was happening right right at 15th and JFK, and um and just and just being completely engulfed in it and just wanting to you know I grew up in Narstown I'd get done high school and I every single day I'd go right downtown. Um, up until the point where, uh, you know, my mom, I, I graduated high school. She said, where do you want to go to college at? And the only option that was on the table for me was, was Temple. You know, I loved watching um, the John Cheney ball programs there and then being able to just go, you know, just take the train right downtown after class. Um, it, it really was a no-brainer for me, so – it uh, it, right place, right time. There were so many big pros in Philly there at the time periods. Some every every company in skating during that time period wanted something to do with what was going on there, and um, you know, it just it, it just completely took over me, and, and you know, I, I just wanted to make every every the most of the opportunity, and I was lucky to have some of the older guys take me under their wings, and um, and to be able to do it while I was finishing my studies at Temple, and um. Man, it it it, got, it it led to me being able to to see parts of the world that I'd never, you know, as a kid from Norristown, you don't have many things that are gonna take you outside of fucking Montgomery County, you know. So, I got to see the world. I got to meet and travel and spend time with people that were like heroes to me, and um, you know that even you know even with what I do now with more on the fashion side of it, um, so much is influenced by skating. And and I, I think particularly the the brand of skateboarding that that I grew up in Philadelphia being a part of it just there's a certain sense of uh, you know it's just very very thorough and very you know it's not it was never sugar coated it was never gimmicky and it, it represents the the city very well and still to this day um, you know there's a whole there's all new kids downtown, not not at Love Park or City Hall because of the re- the remodeling that they've done, but at the municipal building right across the street, that are keeping that that 
that brand of skateboarding alive. So, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's, it's also, just it's, there's also been like skate parks that like, you know, they've, they've rebuilt some playgrounds and, stuff, and, that's and, what, and know, a lot of them have put thing, skate parks in. The interesting thing, I'm glad that you covered that area that you mentioned that because there's, there, there are some parks that are really cool. Um, you know, there's Pops Park in Kensington. There's a couple of parks throughout the city that... Yeah, actually, Jimmy, me and Gary grew up right around the corner. We were in that playground every day of our youth. Yeah. Dude, that's... You know, you, you know what it's like growing up in these communities and these neighborhoods. Like, skateboarding is a weird fucking thing, man. Like, or it always... Back, back in the day, at least. So, I think... You know, like 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 myself, for example, not every kid is built for traditional sports. And you know, I think I think these municipalities they owe they owe the youth the opportunity to give them other options. And I think one thing that always crushed me about the city council in Philadelphia was was when they had the opportunity to really embrace what was what was already happening downtown, you know, there, there, there was this park there that like prior to the skaters being there, you know, it's, it's hobos, it's junkies. It's like, you know, not, not bad people, but people that are bad on their luck. And like, unfortunately, you know, for any presentation of any major metropolitan areas, it's, it's not necessarily what they want to present. And then you have this group of kids that have come to be able to utilize this public space and, and bring it energy and bring it light. And then to see how much, you know, economically it brought the city. Guys were buying massive homes in, in Queens Village. And, you know, it, dude, these guys were making major bread and, you know, not not pro ball player bread, bread but like good bread nonetheless, um, bringing business to all the surrounding neighborhoods. And to see the, the city then still um you know ed, ed rendell's son skated jesse mm -hmm. and i think he was good at at opening his, his father's eyes up to what was going on but just seeing the city then their their big major pivot was to you know it took them 10 15 years to build this park down on um down by the art museum the the Paines park and it's it's a great park but like it's just to me, it was always a bummer because you had this thing that brought such a new energy and life to downtown. And, um, you know, just to see the, you know, I'd go to city council meetings and I'd hear them say, you know, I, if, you know, we find it hard to believe if kids don't have this space that they'll, you know, they'll go back and, you know, the, back to their neighborhoods and, and find themselves in bad situations. Like, no, absolutely. That's what's going to fucking happen. Cause a lot of these kids, it's, it's an escape from, you know how tough it is growing up in Kensington. You see the shit that you you probably didn't want to see growing up, and and you know if a kid has an opportunity to do something else that gets them out to out their neighborhood and keeps them, you know, gives them something to burn off their energy and and just breathes a level of creativity in their mind and head that you know might open up the you know their mentals for other things. It's like you you got to embrace that. And I just I was always bummed. Um, you know that back then they didn't they didn't salvage what what could have been a really cool progressive thing and um you know i know kids that once love park was gone you know went back to kensington went back to fishtown went back to north philly and, and didn't end up in in good spots you know what i mean like they it took them it took them years to you know to get over some of the th these things that skating downtown um 
you know, would have helped them, you know, kind of navigate. So it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's level. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a layered thing, but it is amazing when I see all of the parks that are around the city now, you know, it's, I think of like my, my nieces and nephews who are, are young and like, you know, they have spots that should they not want to go the traditional route, you know, in, in sports, there's other activities that might, might interest them. Cause that, you know, that's, that's, that's all kids needs, man. They need distractions. They need things that are going to, you know, open their mind up to, you know, a, a kid that might be an amazing skater might eventually be an amazing artist or a sculptor, you know, just to, just to show them that, you know, there's, there's opportunities out there. So it's, it's, it's always been fascinating to me, um, skateboarding and because now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a park near, I'm in Langhorn and, um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a park near me and, and we, we were just eating lunch. It was, you know, kind of nice day and we didn't want to be cooped up in the house anymore. And we went out to this, to this park and I didn't realize they had a skate park that we kind of drove through and we just sat there and watched the kids go and, and, it was awesome. Like, and I, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know we had this here. Like, this is so cool yeah. that they have these, here, you know, have this here for these kids. And, um, they were, man, they were ripping that thing up. And it's always impressed me, like doing the half pipe and, and all that stuff. And like how you guys are able to like keep control of the board. And like, I, I was never able to go on a, like, I could never skateboard. I, I, I yeah. played nope. hockey. I, I, I can always skate. I can rollerblade. I can do all that. I've never, I was never able to skateboard. And so it always kind of, impressed me and especially when you watch this stuff on x games and stuff like uh, man it just makes my head explode it's it's yeah, it's, it's, come, it's, come, it's, it's unbelievable what what you see some people do with, with a skateboard like yeah it's it's and it's come it's come so far where now you have you know nike one of well, you know one of nike's biggest departments is their skateboarding department um adidas you know you have these companies that are they're massive you know and, and you see that they're they're working with the skate community the same way that they are basketball and, and the NFL and stuff. So it's definitely, it's come, it's come a long way. Um, I think what's cool in Philadelphia is that the, uh, the, the style of skating there has, has remained true to, um, you know, to, to, to the people of Philadelphia and the, the attitude and the swagger and everything about the kids that are there, um, you know, isn't, isn't much different than, you know, they could have, they got the same pride as, as, as what we would all think and know, you know? So, um, yeah, it's quite, it's cool seeing, still seeing so much of it there and, and seeing kids there being successful, you know, there's a couple, a couple of those young men skate for some of the, the biggest and coolest sponsors, um, in the world. So, you know, that's awesome. But, so, yeah. So yeah. Stay, staying on that, if you don't mind, um, like yeah, how long were you like literally competing, like like, with the skate with skateboarding? Man, I was. You know, it's it's funny because it's it's definitely it's a it's a young man's sport now for sure. The age, you know, these kids are getting younger. I mean, I'm sorry, getting they're they're so progressive at such a young age. For me, you know, I didn't really get on. I think I maybe got my first shop sponsor when I was 16 or 17, and then. I don't think I got like a real sponsor and started to skate contests and stuff till I was maybe 19 or 20 where, you know, nowadays, um, you know, a couple of the, of the, of the really big contests that I judge, dude, there's, there's some young men and women that are like 10, 11, 12, and they're, they're ripping. There's some of, some of the, granted they have a different, you know, the mindset is different now too, where like, 
these kids, you know, some of these kids train, you know, it's they're like fucking young gymnastics kids. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're training for it every day. Um, which if, if you ask some corners, it is funny cause skating has these, these pockets, you know, where there's, there's group of kids, you know, like, like, like I said, like the kids in Philadelphia, they've got a particular type of skating you've got ki- and and they might not might not be so psyched on the contest guys you know they might not be psyched on these kids that are like training and treating it like a professional level because there is a you know this underlying thing where people you know uh, they're still like a purist kind of thing so people want to remain true to like the art of street skating and you know it, it's interesting in that realm because it definitely has these uh these different different sections and pockets but but yeah, I, I probably got on around around 16 or 17, and then um, I don't think I was like really uh, introduced though to the to the full skate community till I was probably about 20 years old. That's awesome, man. I, so, you know, you you grew up in did you grow up in Norristown or were you or did you just that was that later later on? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Norristown. My mom is from um, Coatesville. My pop is from Chester. Okay. Um, Tough so, town. Yeah, tough. All yeah. you know. What was cool is I, my mom was a really big sports fan growing up, so she was really into high school basketball. So um, she would drag me between Chester games, Coatesville games. You know, Chester when um, pre Jameer Nelson, like mm. uh, Coatesville when like Richard Hamilton was there. Okay. Uh, you know, Lower Marion, obviously, because Lower Marion was in the same section as Norristown. So when we, I've watched so many of Kobe's games growing up, um, you know, Norristown had some good ball players. PW when they had John Salmons. Um, oh, uh, I forgot know, Johnny I, Salmons I, was. I, yeah, I forgot about him too. Yeah, yeah. There, there was there was a great that was a great time for for South Southeast Pennsylvania basketball. Man, there was a lot of talent that was that was coming through there. Um, so yes, yeah, we you know we always she kept us she kept us at every game. She you know my mom would get done her her second job and and rush right to where it didn't matter. Like we you know we'd find ourselves in like Whitehall, PA, watching teams that like we didn't you know school that didn't even go to because that's how interested in, in high school ball she was. So well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. She's so, and she's the first one, you know, if the, after a Birds game or a Sixers game, my my wife laughs because she'll see the phone ring and and it's the same thing, like Jesus Christ, you know. She called me after the Sunday night game, like you watch the fucking bumble, Jim. And I'm like, Mom. yeah, yeah, it, that was, it was, uh, yeah, we 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 didn't get to that yet on the show, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how these other guys are gonna feel about it, but I, what the hell are you doing back there, Jesus? I don't know how uh, these other guys feel about it, but I don't know how I felt about that game, and I wasn't happy. I'm, I was probably like your mom, like, Jesus Christ, like this is horrendous, horrendous, I, horrendous. I, I sat there. My my brother-in-law. I, uh, we watched a lot of football together. He's a, he's a Bears fan, so we watched the that that brutal Saints uh, Bears game that they played Sunday night, and then uh, and then we transitioned into our game, and it was like. Two of us just looking at each other like, "What the fuck is we just <laughs> what is this?" Enduring. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. Uh, you know, funny thing. There's a there's a young man from I think he's from South Jersey. His name's Devin Smeltzer. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. No. So Devin is a um, 
Devin is a is a child cancer survivor. You know, he was he he was treated throughout uh, the majority of the facilities, um, the children's facilities in in Philadelphia. But he's a pitcher for the Twins, and um, I had a conversation with him Sunday, and uh, you know, he was just saying this is the first time I spoke to him. At, you know, at, at the conclusion of the season. And he was just like, man, Jimmy, you had no idea how fucking hard it was getting up for these games day in and day out. And, um, you know, that's that. So it was interesting. It was like, man, you know, as, as a fan, it's like I was so thankful that these guys are willing to go out there. Granted, they're making a shit ton of money, you know. Uh, but I don't, you know, try not to be in their pockets. But, like, so thankful for the fact that they've been willing to go out there throughout the course of, of this fucking crazy year. Um, and it never really like settled into me just how how difficult it might have been, um, you know, to to be able to to go out there and to get your adrenaline up and and do what you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, man, it's got to be a world of difference for uh, you know at least for the birds games now that they're allowing fans in there. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you, you know you, you go out, you know, you go, you go skating, and, and you know it's it's you and it's just you. You you know yeah you're working on your craft and stuff, but I'm sure you feel a little different when there's a crowd around you actually watching it. You, you just, it's just natural instinct. You just feel like you want to put on a show. Yeah. I, I, w- I kept thinking about Darius Slay because I was like, I wonder for sure they're going to they're gonna win this game Sunday and they're going to get booed. And that's, that's going to be his first introduction to like, mm-hmm. yeah, even like the level of, of, uh, of excellence that we, that's expected in those stadiums, like a W is just not enough, man. It's got to be way far more convincing. And I was curious if, if those guys got booed towards the fourth quarter Sunday. I, 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 mean, I think the, I think they should have. Yeah, I didn't hear it in the late part of the game. I, I definitely heard it early on. I mean, after the first quarter, second quarter, they went in halftime down. Yeah, people were booing. Yeah, um, I mean, like, that, that they won, but did anybody does anybody feel like it was a win? Like, it felt like a loss. That, that felt – I had the same feeling. We went to the Rams game out here when Carson went down. Oh, and that yeah. – that felt pretty much the same, you know, I had the same feeling after a W where I was like, man, this is, this is the coldest, coldest win I've ever felt in, mm-hmm. in years, man. But yeah. yeah. And that sucks. Cause like, you know, we, obviously we look back and we're happy about it because we know what happened after that. But I, yeah, I was so miserable that week, Oh, you know, knowing oh. that, you know, and not that I, didn't I, I liked Nick Foles and everything like that, but I was I wasn't expecting him to do what he did. I don't think anyone yeah. was. Yeah, the level that Carson was playing at, like like when you lose him, it was like it figures. That, was, that was bananas. Yeah. I mean even looking up I would what was staggering was that seeing like um you know what Brady ended up with four you know, the MVP with four yeah. or five more touchdown passes than him with, you know, however many, four, four or five extra games under his belt. It was like, that guy was, he was on pace to, to have some pretty pretty amazing numbers that year, so. Yeah, he would have probably won the MVP. Yeah, I think he would have. For sure, so. But heading into, so we're sitting at the bye, what, three, three, four, and one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First place. You know, I, I, not to, uh, to backtrack, um, but like, I kept think like I felt like every time I seen Slay, I kept I'd catch the one play where like she, someone would get a pass off, and I'd be like, man, why does I keep seeing 
I keep seeing completions on him, but then when I see his numbers versus whomever the the one is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's pretty pretty impressive, man. I don't think we've had a a solid corner like that, and fuck, man. Probably a, a Sante Samuel, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely not. Uh, God, God, who not, was the one? Not, that, not that was terrible, man. Yeah. I had to yeah. him, Byron uh, Maxwell. Bradley oh. Fletcher, was that, was that Bradley Fletcher yeah. Oh, that, was, that was bad, dude. Yeah, he was. He was and Slay, Slay might honestly be better than, like, better overall corner than Asante Samuel. Like, Asante Samuel was a good corner. He was a ball hawk. But he got burnt, 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 and then he would get a pick. Right. And make up for it. Yeah. Right. Slay, right. Slay doesn't Slay get beat. Does, he doesn't get burnt. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest glaring thing, man, is has obviously been that the. That linebacker unit, man. I know they drafted the kid in the fourth, but I feel like, you know, day in and day out, we're watching Nick Gary. You know, the poor guy, man, he's fucking 10 yards behind the tight end with his yep. back to the quarterback every single offensive possession. I, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the the one picture. It was a freeze frame, and I think they turned it into a meme. It was from the Cincinnati game where Joe Burrow has a uh, is looking to pass. And here's Nate Gary. It's a it's an overview. And here's Nate Gary with his back to Joe Burrow. No one around him. No one knows what the hell he's looking at. It, it's like, it, uh, it's man. it's it's horrible. It's really bad. And, I, and my explanation isn't the greatest. But if you if you just look up that picture, you're gonna be like, what the hell? Like right then and there, I would have taken him off the field. Like you're gone. But like you don't know what you're doing. It's- it, it it makes you run, understand too just how how good Bradham was and and even Jordan Hicks for this mm-hmm. for the short amount of time that he spent with us when he yeah. was healthy. Gruger Hill, guys, man, yeah, they, they were you know Jordan, Jordan Hicks is like third in the NFL in tackles. Yeah, he's yeah. crushing it in Phoenix, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, I he's crushing it. Was not happy they got rid. Of, I mean, I know he he had trouble staying healthy and stuff, but I was not happy they got rid of him. That they let him yeah. walk. Uh, it's just it's just a position I feel like just gets lost you know lost in the sauce you know I I I love the fact that we just have this this rotating door of of animalistic defensive um lineman man but it's like at some point we gotta you know I don't I know that's a that's a position that doesn't necessarily seem like teams like to invest in but um at least in this town they just they I'm trying to think I I mean they drafted Jordan Hicks he was a second or third round pick under uh, Chip Kelly I think mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm trying to think the last like linebacker I, I know we've, we've probably talked about it on the show guys I the last linebacker that actually they, they drafted actually turned out well Trotter that's Trotter Trotter I guess I guess it is yeah Dude, they haven't but they haven't drafted a linebacker that has worked out since the that Ray Rhodes actually drafted Trotter. So that's 95, 96, around then. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so um, even since Andy Reid has got hired here, they haven't had – they haven't drafted a linebacker that has been a bona fide linebacker. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Man, pretty that's bad. a rough one. So, yeah, this – yeah, so it's just every play, just like you just you, – you hope – the, the line can get the job done in time because you know if the play doesn't if 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 the if the offense holds up you know it's getting you know if they're throwing away from uh from slay or you know you know unfortunately mills gets caught in the backfield mm-hmm. sometimes but it's uh yeah it's interesting 
So, How about the monster season that Brandon Graham's having? Oh man, he it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you yeah, get, he's he might be having his best career year. He don't get picked for the Pro Bowl this year. There's a problem if they even have one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in it, it 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 makes you forget the fact that they have Hargrave. They have I don't you know I don't even know if Hargrave's been out there too much. He has um, been. That's the problem. You haven't noticed. That's that's you know, Malik, that's the issue. Yeah. You know Malik Jackson when he's healthy. You know, so I'm like, if, you know, even Fletcher. It's like, are those guys taking up so much attention and space that it's allowing Graham to get, you know, to get to the quarterback the amount that he has? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. He's an animal, man. Yeah, because even last year, like he he wasn't getting the sack numbers, but he was like among the league leaders in like uh, curb, uh, quarterback hurries, and you know he's constantly caught wreaking havoc in the backfield, constantly, 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 and, and um. You know, it's funny. Like when they drafted him, his first two or three years, it was uh, like, like, all right, who's it? Should have took Earl Thomas. Should have. That. But as the years are going on, it's starting to look like maybe Brandon Graham was the right pick. Yeah, yeah. And he was. Uh, what year was Graham taken? Two thousand ten, eleven. Something yeah, like so that was. Yeah, that was under. That was Yep. Yeah, Andy Reid drafted him. Yep. Yeah, this is this is his tenth season. Okay, so yeah, probably eleven then. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I'm uh, the other one that I'm. I'm. It's kind of tough to watch. Is is the the Earth situation, man? Because yeah. it's uh you know a guy that that obviously like you look back at. I mean, fuck the the play and what it did for the city, but then also understanding you got this kid Goddard, who's the, who's like the next. Could be the next Ertz, and then you see Ertz's trade value. Just like, you know, this is probably as high it's going to get, and it it just it kind of sucks to see the the whole thing kind of playing out the way that it has. Yeah, because you you can't. I don't think they re-sign Ertz, and you're probably not going to get anything for him. Mm-hmm. Nah, uh-uh. yeah. So it's weird, man. Football's a weird sport, and how these these, you know, how they. It's almost like these guys, these other organizations, regardless of how well we see them play, it's like they it's almost as if they treat their value as it's so little, you know, unless it's a you know, like an OBJ or, you know, these you know, these other guys that end up demanding crazy trade, you know, picks and stuff, but you know, they, you have these guys like Ertz that are you we've seen them play incredible, but you know, when it's all all said and done, it just kind of looks like a, a, a raw deal. And and it helps the fact that they have someone like Goddard waiting in the wings to take over that number one spot. Um, mm-hmm. And now with Ertz being out and Goddard's, you know, after the bye, Goddard will be another week healthier. Um, we'll see if Goddard can even take that role. I don't know if – I mean, he's got the talent. I don't know if he can, though. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Ertz has been Mr. Dependable for, for Carson um, over the yeah. last couple of years. So – I don't know if Goddard's. I don't know if Goddard becomes that guy. I, I don't know. No, I, I agree. And our Ertz has been. I mean, up until, like, it started last year where you started to see a little bit of a decline. But before that, like, Ertz is money. Yeah. yeah. Never doesn't drop a pass. Like, it's just. It's just a shame to see it diminish. Yeah, coming out of uh, you know the I you know I I obviously I, I tune into. The fanatic, don't kill me if you guys aren't. No, 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 we're, we're good. We had we had Bob Cooney on with us last week. 
right, yeah, I definitely like I get the fanatic every morning, and obviously the the big conversations. Everyone's coming back um, after after the bye, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know, we have Goddard coming back. They have hopefully Miles Sanders coming back, um, Jalen Rager, Rager. But I was like, who who beyond that is is healthy now? I mean, Alshon's coming back, isn't he? I don't know if so. Jeffrey is practicing and stuff, but I don't know if he's. I don't know if you're going to see him. I, I don't, I, especially now that that with Fulgham coming coming through yeah. and and. Uh, I still think you need that veteran presence on the field in that yeah. position. I mean, I would take him. Don't don't get yeah. me wrong. I would love to have him back on the field, but I don't know oh, if you're going to man, see him. I, I love Dalshawn, man. I don't know. That's another one where you're like, this thing is, it's it's almost been kind of weird, you know, in terms of like, you know, what was the truth behind all of the, you know, the rumblings coming out of the locker room that a lot of people were pointing fingers to Alshon. And then it's just like the the lingering um, injuries and stuff. It's like, fuck, man, it's, it's kind of brutal to watch it play that, yeah, that play that, the same way. Like, you know? and you can't even trade them because you just... Like they gave him nine million guaranteed. Like, <laughs> yeah, and and that's and that like what, and that's what on, the fuck? And that's on next season as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, next season, but his uh cap value, the the cap hit drops significantly next year. Yeah, so. it's only I I think it's only three million next year on yeah, the cap. I think so you can year, I think this even year's if like you 12. outright release him. Yeah, I, yeah, God, man, yeah, it's a it's a, I don't know, man. Howie, you know, he bought some time, but uh. I don't know. He definitely seems like it, he's found himself in some pickles. You know, look, Deshaun played what fucking one one game last year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, that's yeah. That's yeah. that story, man. Yeah, the tag two two years he's been here. What's he played five games? If that uh, that he, and I remember we we went to that game that first game last year, and I remember driving home thinking like, this is going to be awesome to watch Deshaun and Carson. You know, you just seem like Carson just wanted somebody like that where he could just toss the ball up to it. Um, you know, you're like, dude, if he can, you then, then you remember, man, this fucking injury bug is just kind of left, left yeah. some, some ball Go, out on the, on the field for him. Going into last year, like you thought about it, like, all right, you got a guy 60 yards down the field. You could just put it up because he's going to outrun everybody. Yeah. And then you had, and then you had a guy on the other side who's, unbelievable getting them 50 50 balls mm-hmm. so it was like how do you stop and then you had zach Ertz and dale mm-hmm. scottard in the middle so it was, how do you stop this and yeah. just crumbled apart yep. and the, then the football gods make you realize like how how difficult it really is to keep that <clears throat> that equation actually out on the field you know yeah and then you look at the patriots and you're like how the hell did they do this for 15 straight years yeah beat it huh the guy, the guy in Tampa Bay, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, yeah. man. Like, well, that's, s- that's what it is. It, a healthy, solid quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, man. Yep. Yeah, I hate. I mean, I'm not a Brady fan, man, and I never. But it's like when you see, I don't you know, hate him. <laughs> nah, I respect him. He's a, you know, he's a, he's he's a killer, man. He's, you know, obviously, we still got my heart is still broken from a five and. Yeah, <laughs> but he's yep. a but see like that he just he was the, the the perfect decision maker year in and year out with their offense. Yeah, so Jimmy, so you after after um your I, I hate to put it this way after your professional <laughs> skateboarding career kind of 
came to a close. Well, I guess, was that your decision or were you kind of just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm forced to kind of not do this anymore. I, uh, you know, I, I found, you know, I, I saw that the, it was a couple of things I saw, um, you know, the level of, of talent was just, you know, it was just a whole new generation of kids that like, I, I couldn't even try to fake it as if I, I could keep up with these guys, you know, it was just a whole new generation. And I think, um, you know, at, at that point I was, I was able to, to be part of, of the companies and, um, you know, and see the things that like, I, I, I felt fulfilled with it. You know, I felt like, you know, I had, I had given my heart to it and I had got, you know, I got every ounce of, um, what I could have ever dreamed of getting back from it, you know, and it, uh, you know, it's it's not easy. It's like anything, you know, when you when you you know, all good things come to an end, you just you just don't know when it's gonna end. Um, so when it when it first happened, uh I think the last check I got for riding a skateboard was in May of two not and I think I know, May of two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. And um That was fire, a, that was a good year too though, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, sure. it was, uh, Phillies win the uh, World Series that year, so <laughs> oh, that was yeah. That so that and that yeah. That's fuck. I forgot all about that. But I had a, uh, and I was thinking about that prior to to jumping on the call with you guys. But I had I had worked on a on a Disney show about a bunch of kids that skated earlier in the year. This was like January. I happened. I had just happened to be in L.A. Um, doing some skating, and I uh, had got a call from a friend of a friend that does does television and film production, and um. So I worked on the show for about two weeks. I didn't know the politics and how that whole game goes. So we shot the pilot, which is like their trial show. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I'm done skating in May. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm, I'm, you know, I had my marketing degree from Temple. And um, I'm, I'm, I took a couple internships. But, you know, I'm just at this point just scrambling, just hustling, doing what I can do just to, you know, just to keep the lights on. And, um I got a call from the gentleman that hired me for that show, and he said our our show got picked up for three seasons. We're starting shooting in August, um, but it's in L.A. Can you get out here? Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, dude, absolutely. You yeah. know, I just I was like, can you know pencil me in? And I went into it completely, like you know, just blind and not understanding the the. Uh, just how the production world uh, works, and luckily it worked out. And the the raddest thing, because that you that you figure that's right when the economy really started to shit the bed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yep. A lot of my friends out here that were sponsored, you know, they're losing sponsors left and right. Guys are getting clipped, and so I'm hiring them to come work on the show for me, just to to do the stunt work for the actual actors. And um, you know, there were there were days that these guys would show up and. They'd have to maybe do a kickflip or a couple ollies, and um, you know they'd walk out walk out that day with like a thousand bucks, and then see residuals off the show. <laughs> a couple of the guys saw the tens of thousands of dollars. Ten, damn. You know these guys were seeing residuals left and right. The some of the guys that I hired on the day that we shot the opening credits because I didn't know this, but if you're in the opening credits, you're you're catching residuals for every single time that show airs. So these guys were just. 
they would just send me text photos of these checks that were showing up, and I'm like, holy fuck, man, you owe me a nice dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if it, like a sitcom, like every time the sitcoms are replayed, like you get a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. I, and I thought what, what what was neat was, um, <laughs> you know, they would give me these budgets to to help them create scenes and different sets, and I think the the cool thing about skating is you know we're we're kind of resourceful we figure out how to make the most out of a little bit so something that they would have you know a hundred thousand dollars budgeted for i'd be able to put together for them for like five grand so they were either the line producer the lady that does all the money she'd be like this is great you know she'd be like this stunt guy over here jimmy just quoted me you know seventy five thousand dollars for a scene that you just put together for less than ten grand and i was like well, this guy's kind of gassing you. You know what I mean? Like this, the, like, well, put his, that his, put that fifty in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, there were little tricks of the trade. I wish I would have known kind of how to finesse a little bit better. But, um, you know, it might have put a couple couple extra dollars. But but it, you know, back, back to what you were saying. Though, I remember vividly like watching the World Series games on set. Um, then I remember the last season, I worked with a bunch of guys that were Giants fans. I remember going oh. into that 2010 series just like, yo, we're going to chew you guys up, man. And it was just the complete opposite. It was just like. Yeah, we couldn't get Cody Ross out. Brian, Cody Brian, Ross when, when Brian Wilson turns around and does that thing with his fingers, oh. like, like uh, I, I'll never forget that. Oh. My, dude, my, my wife is from, uh, she's from an hour and a half outside of the Bay. Okay. So, oh no. She, she's a, um, she's, she, you know, it's like being from, fuck man, like Bucks County or something. So, yeah. She goes, she's a singer. She has a song that just coincidentally, the Giants make a remix and it's like their theme song for the season. Oh, no way. So I'm like, so I'm like, this is awesome for her. Underneath, I'm fucking yeah, my inside. You're clean. dying. <laughs> but. So because that song, that song played that whole series, whole <laughs> fucking series. So look, we oh. that that the, after that season, we're in the bay. Um, I think maybe she had some work to do, and there's an amazing Italian restaurant called Tommaso's that she takes me to up there. It's like it, it reminds you of some like a hole in the wall in South Philly. It's it's fucking amazing. The the food is so good. I, I every time I'm there, I get like five different platters. So we walk in. And I shit you not, Cody Ross is there with his whole fucking family. Oh my god! I and they have fucking the smack him. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm excited for my for my wife. For, you know, her family's psyched. Um, they they take pictures, and I'm just sitting over in this fucking chair, like 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 smiling, but like I'm kind of grinding my teeth, you know. Cody like, Ross. get me the fuck out of here. That fucking but beard. It was funny that, my brother-in-law, he's a he's a massive Giants fan, and and I got to hear about the three rings all the time. But it was uh, it's funny nonetheless, though, man. We always we always talk about it. Uh, That's pretty wild. But, yeah, oh, Tommaso, fucking Cody Ross. Ugh. Cody Ross. He made a shit ton of money after that series too, man. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. Didn't, the, didn't yep. the Cubs give him like yeah. a four-year, like ninety million dollar deal? Something crazy. Yeah, he made a ton I, of money. I, I want to say, I want to say maybe Arizona too. Like he, that guy made a shit ton of money yeah. off of that, off of those. And two. he never did anything else. It was that one series. That, that one it. series. The Phillies couldn't get him out. 
He batted that like 340 good. in that series. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. Cause, and th- think of that game too, man. Holiday pitched re- pretty fucking solid, mm-hmm. with the exception of those two bad. I don't even think they were bad pitches. The guy just yeah figured out how to put it in the left field seats. But there's certain there's certain names that give Philadelphia fans nightmares. You got Ronde Barber, you mm-hmm. got uh, Cody Roth, Joe Joravicious. Oh, uh, yeah, Donovan McNabb, Levon Kirkland, <laughs> yeah. Donovan McNabb. <laughs> I was another oh, another yeah. what is another horror story but I I had there the biggest skateboarding contest uh over the years was hand, held annually in Tampa. Okay. So I I go to, and and coincidentally it's the same weekend as oh, the no. NFC Championship. So I go down there I'm not even thinking about the skate contest. I probably started the party the second I get down there and uh and I just remember getting back to the hotel and I, I just watching. I, you know, Deuce scored that opening, that touchdown on the opening yep. drive. Yeah, because they, like, nice, oh, they had the nice kickoff return and they got near midfield. And you're like, oh, man. And yeah. I'm just like, it, it just the horror that the fact that, like, the Bucks and there was a couple of those teams that beat us in the NFC championships we, we handled in the regular season, right. you know. Uh, the Bucks were a, the Bucks were winless in, in games that were 32 degrees and below. Oh uh, God! Like all Keyshawn that Keyshawn waving to the fans uh, in the final game at the vet. I I listen to Keyshawn now, and uh, you know I I, I do like him as a like he you know he's a he's pretty active on sports radio out here and um okay you know even some of his dialogue in, in terms of uh you know his his. His political stance is some some things that you know. I think his 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 daughter's part of the LGBTQ community, and um, you know it's it's interesting to hear his uh you know his dialogue now and, mm. and conversation. But but prior to that, man, I was like, fuck this guy, man. Yeah. You know, that's pretty uh, cool. I yeah. So he grew up a little bit. It took him a while, but he did. Yeah, but just waving this the the waving to the fans was like embedded in my brain, man. <sighs> I yeah I just I'll never forget Rondé Barber running that interception back and and, and so we were over I, I've told the story on this on our show before but it, um, our other co-host is not on the show tonight uh, Mike him and I are at his uh, uncle's house and his uncle's friend comes up behind us and he goes it's all right guys the Flyers are on tonight like who the fuck cares about the Flyers right now <laughs> they just lost the, oh, I'll never forget that oh, it makes me sick even hey. thinking about that hey, yeah yeah that was another one man it's it's funny, man. We've had, you know, we're. I feel like we're we're blessed in the fact that like we have teams that are pretty competitive every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, what you know, what's what's worse, man? Like teams that come that have come up short with crazy expectations, or uh, you know, or just not, you know, being like fucking. Yeah. I don't know, like a Minnesota sports fan. You know what the which where, one is? Where you never. Yeah, I'd rather be. I'd rather be us. I would rather be us too. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Gary, what do you what do you think? Would you always, rather always rather be us? Yeah. 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 I, I definitely yeah. would. Even That's with the right. shit that we're putting on the field this season, still <laughs> rather be us. Yeah. 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 It could be like yeah. you know, you win one championship in seventy years in Cleveland, right? You could be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, they fuck. Remember, they were up three one on the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh my God, that's right. 
Yeah. That was brutal, man. That that series was in the fucking bag, man. That series <laughs> was that was that was a great series. Uh, uh, so 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 Jamie, I, I we gotta make sure we get you a plug here, cause um you know so you, so you you know skating skating's done, uh, and then yep. you you go and you become uh, an entrepreneur of sorts. Uh, you start a, a clothing line, you start at Jimmy Sweatpants JSP, yep. and um. You know, you start you start making clothes, man. That that's that's awesome. Like, what got you into that? I, uh, you know, I always made it a point to pay attention to how the businesses of the companies I was skating for were ran, and then also I worked for for a couple really awesome um, sneaker stores in Philadelphia. One one of which is on Fifteenth and Walnut uh, called Ubic, and Yo, man, I just, I always just was very interested in how uh, the the retail landscape worked, and and in, in terms of how the production and marketing and you know all these things work together. So, um, you know, naturally, I think it, it was just something. Some of the guys that that designed for some of the companies I skated for growing up are are some of the, the biggest designers in the world, and. You know, I leaned on them for some for some advice and support, and and just opportunities coming out of it. And um, you know, I, w- I was lucky, man. They they put me in some to some really awesome positions where you know some of which I was way underqualified for. But you know, we're 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 hustlers, man. So we you know we figure it out. And uh, I I met a gentleman whose family had been in the garment making industry for years, and um, he is like you know we're 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 like Batman and Robin where he lets me do the marketing and advertising and, and have my hand in the design side. And then he handles all the fulfillment and the production. And, um, it just, it, it really manages everything kind of just like a culmination of everything that I've worked on over the years, working out for us. Um, you know, people enjoying what we're making. Um, you know, uh, the, Standard Issue, which was the company that my partner started solely, was just really well-made basics. Um, you know, like shit that we'd see at like J.C. Penney's or something, like Stafford's and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, or American Apparel type stuff. Um, just really clean, you know, basics that you can throw, you know, throw in your dryer, and you don't got to worry about the shirt shrinking up, and you don't got to worry about your sweats, you know, large turning into to a small with one wash. Um, so he, you know, he's really good on the production side and just allows me to do the, do the marketing stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's been a, it's, everything is, uh, it's just worked out really well for us from, you know, a guy like LeBron wearing our stuff pretty regularly to, um, uh, you know, so, you know, some other, you know, some other, you know, you know, Ben wears our stuff pretty every now and again, Ben Simmons, um, so just, just having really good people and, and, and a lot of the bigger press outlets, um, that we have relationships with, uh, taking a liking to the product and, ne- you know, never any like paid, paid advertising or paid, you know, promoted ads or anything. We do everything pretty organic and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, it's been cool to kind of see it all come together and just the opportunity to do, um, you know, to do things that for, for me help then go back and work with some retailers in the city, Lapson and Hammer, which is on, uh, 13th and chestnut um nocturnal skate shop which is on south street to be able to do things with them and to work with some of the younger kids that, that i mentioned earlier that are, that are in philadelphia and uh 
you know, that it, that's an awesome feeling, man, because it's, you know, it's Philly is, is is Philly, man. Unless you have lived there, it's hard for people to understand just, you know, how tough it is there. And, and you know, we just want our ideas and passions to be taken serious on a on an international level just like every other place but it just feels like it's a little bit harder for us so to, to to continue to work with the kids there to help them get their their dreams out and to do it with the platform and and the clothing companies that we've we've set up here has been has been awesome man and that's a uh, standard issue com, right yep yep and then yeah and then we do every all the jsp stuff through standard issues so oh, okay we've okay got, we've got some we've got some awesome stuff man we just did a collection with um a company called Plains, which is uh, closely connected through um, through a gentleman named Emery Jones. He's a he's a big fashion guy, really close friend of mine. Um, you know, we got to do a whole collection that was all retro Phillies colors, um, and we you know we've worked with you know the Reeboks and the Pumas, and you know we've got a lot of really awesome stuff planned for the next uh, six months. Which fortunately, COVID hasn't stripped away from us and luckily things have worked in our favor yeah, and pe- people still have to wear clothes so fuck man yeah you and it's, it's just you know when all of this stuff started happening it was like a lot of the things that we had set up for the later half of the year it was like there there was no guarantee that come you know come this time that these opportunities were going to still be there you know we didn't even know if as a company we would be able to make it through it so understanding what you know what the reality is like for for a lot of people in the country and and us still having things to be passionate and and, and uh you know and and just like to be doing is we you know we understand how fortunate we are man because it's a fucking it's a tough time man yeah i love the yeah. fact that you took your you know you, you used your marketing degree and then you, you used it to the full advantage dude. that's awesome that's fantastic that's what you know and just i tell these kids man it's like hey pay attention man because when skating is done or you know whether if you're a musician or an artist you know you're going to have to 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 call an audible and shift into you know into something else and you know you're 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 given these opportunities that you know a dude the majority of the fucking world will never be able to see so take take full advantage of it but understand that you've got to you've got to figure out what what your transition looks like and you know, you're, you're given these opportunities that are, you know, they're, they're, uh, educational, you know what I mean? Like you'll, you, if you pay attention, you'll soak a lot of game up and, you know, you'll be able to, to figure out what the next step in your life is. So that's kind of always been my mantra, man. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. That, that's, I'm, 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 I've been blown away, dude. I've been like, just like kind of enamored, like all your stories tonight, man. It's, it's been pretty cool. And I, I was looking forward to that cause Again, like, you know, we've had, you know, we, we get our um, professional athletes on, like, you know, uh, from from the Phillies or Eagles or whatever. And, you know, we know about them. We know their backgrounds. You know, I, I again, like I said, I, I've never, I was never good at a skateboarding. I was never really uh, in tune with it. Um, and I was kind of like, but I'm always enamored by it. You know, I, I was always yeah. interested in it. And, and, I, and I was, uh, I actually, I wanted to bring it up, too. Um, a guy I work with. Um, I mentioned to him, he's, you know, he was in a punk band and stuff and he's got tattoos. I'm like, all right, man, like, I'm going to mention this to you, see if you know. I was like, we're having Jimmy Gorecki on and his eyes lit up. And he goes, get the fuck out of here. He's like, he goes, I haven't heard that name in a while. He's like, 
get the fuck, how the fuck did that happen? But and he starts going off, and he, dude, he started rattling off names, and he said his buddy, his buddy was in class with you. I don't remember his buddy's name, but his buddy was in class with you in Temple, and he knows who you are, and he was rattling off his names, and I'm like, that's awesome, man. Like, he's like, dude, I'm gonna have to tune in. I'm gonna tune in. So I want to apologize to, um, because it looks like you had several people on here that were uh, that were tuning in to to hear you and. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened. I'm not getting the full story. It sounds like the stream. We're still live yeah. here. Our podcast is still going, but for some reason the stream's not outputting on uh, Facebook. Yeah. For some reason, uh, it, they said it's frozen. I don't know what happened, but um, I, I want to oh, apologize yeah, I'm to just, them. I'm just I'm glad I got to to, to rap with you guys, man. It's uh, yeah, it's cool, man. It's Philly's always uh, it's it's it doesn't leave you, man. You know, it's like we. It's one of those cities. You, there's so many amazing creative people from, you know, from Philadelphia and, and the suburbs and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's always been something I've very, I've always been very proud of, of being from, I think, you know, it's a town that has so much pride and, and passion and, uh, you know, just to be able to, to, just to tell that, keep continuing to tell that story because like I said, man, there's going to be, there's generations of kids that are coming up from the same, same hoods with the same passions as, as all of us on the phone. And, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to remind people that they're, that they're there and that, to see, let help them see their dreams through. And, you know, uh, it, dude, it's what, it's what keeps me, keeps me hungry and keeps me passionate. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah, it's uh, awesome, man. Well, Jimmy, we we thank you so much for for spending some time here on a Friday night or Friday yeah. early early evening for you, lucky bastard. Thank you. Um, and uh, you know, hope hope you and the family stay safe. And and listen, we're gonna, we're gonna have to do this again sometime if you don't mind. Uh, definitely, we'll yeah, and, yeah. we'll make sure yeah, all yeah. our all our shit or our bugs are working. I don't know what I'll have to figure yeah. out what's going on. But um, for sure, yeah, I, I should have tested this prior too. I've been I, I've been bad at that. Technology's not been on my side as of late. But well, it was weird because uh, yeah, like we never like we we've been doing this virtually like this for what seven eight yeah, months. Yeah, a couple months now. Yeah. And it, it, we never have this problem. Never. We're not blaming you. You're making it right. <laughs> it's not his fault. No, right, right. I don't yeah, want to yeah. come across it that way either. But like that, usually things just run smoothly, man. Like it, we it, don't know what it, happened tonight. It was yeah. weird. Like as soon as you came on, I saw you and everything, and then boom, everything blacked out. And then I refreshed <laughs> the page, and then like, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I lost," you know, because you know, we have a couple uh, listeners every week that that tune in, and they're they're texting me like. Everything's blank. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't have time to figure this out right now. We're we're live. Uh, the the well, as soon as I seen the bar backdrop, I got excited, man. Like, man, this is like uh, every, every yeah. little neighbor, every little neighborhood bar that we right like, we grew up sneaking into and fucking getting you know shots of Jaeger and fucking Yingling. <laughs> that's 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 what we uh, that's what we try to go for, man. Usually we're a little. Yeah, it looks, usually, it looks like the looks like the quick six. I used to get forty from when I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? That's usually uh, you know what we try to go for, and usually by this time in the show we're usually pretty shit faced and battling on. So, uh, Damn, hey, hey, we got to we we got to ask you then, Jimmy. Uh, uh you go to drink. Man, you know what? I, I'm I'm three years uh without without a, a, okay. a sip of booze. Uh, well, good for you, man. You know, we're more of the uh, Twitter. We've had the medicinal options, uh, the the herbal options out here. Yes, are, are pretty. Yes. So, I just think my between like uh, 
you know, have, you know, having a, a daughter and, and how active she keeps me and, and, and wanting to stay, you know, my, keep my uh, productivity up with work and stuff. And I don't go, you know, we don't go out too much. We're, we're homebodies. So it okay. was just like one of those things. I just realized it was, it was, it was time to focus on, on, on the other things, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to sound preachy, preachy. No, I'll no, no. I'll nudge my wife and grab a sip of her drink, and you know. But, but yeah. uh, I definitely miss a Yingling, man. It's like fucking. Yeah, you was, can't. Was, yeah, you can't go wrong with a lager, man. That's 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 actually my go-to as well. It's funny when you hear it out here, though. People are like, "What the fuck is?" It says lager. Just say lager. That really gets. I I remember being down in Florida. I was at a Philly spring training game. I went to the, uh, the tiki bar in left field, and I said, "I'll never forget this the tiki bar." And I said, "Give me a give me a lager." And and she's like, "A what?" And the and the person sitting goes, "He's from Philly. Get me yingling." Yeah, that's too funny. All right, well, shit, yeah, my lady's got some chicken noodle soup on right now, so let me go, uh, I'm going to go grab a bowl and a grilled cheese, and fucking, uh, thank you guys, man, so much, I I, I truly appreciate it. Jimmy, Uh, thanks, man, it was awesome, this 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 was great, we gotta do this again, man, I'll get these bugs worked out, and uh, shit, we got the Giants coming out of the bye, right? Yep, yeah, they they can't, they they can't fucking get right, the Giants, no, no. (laughs) No, I actually feel bad. I don't, you know, I, 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 I soak in watching uh, the the Cowboys struggle. Um, you know, obviously there's a massive Cowboys contingency of fans out here, which is terrible. Uh, the Giants are just like, I like, I feel like I'm like past laughing at them now. I just like, you just, it's just that kid, that dummy kid from your from your neighborhood that just like can't fucking get out of his way. Like that's the. That's the Giants, you know. Yeah. You know what's crazy? As bad as they've been, if they win, if they beat the Giants, they're going to be four, four and one, and have a stranglehold on the division. <laughs> God, and then they have a gang of tough games left too, man. They have tough but they schedule. Could, they could lose them, they and still have a stranglehold on the division. <laughs> God, they could be at one point this year. They could be four, seven and one, and be division leaders. Oh my God! I and I, I take it very personal listening to like ESPN and stuff talk about how bad the division yeah. is. Yeah. No, it's not. We're just, just like, yeah, no, it's actually. Nah, bad. Actually, it is. Yeah. Usually, you're like, yeah, <laughs> shut up. And then now you're like, I uh, can't argue with them. They're all going to finish with six that... wins, and and the Eagles are going to win the division because of the tie. But we'll, <laughs> right. We'll look at the, the Giants. What the both of those Super Bowl years? They were what eight and eight and nine and seven. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Dead on. You know. If you can, if you can hobble your way in there and just get hot, it's like any, you know, it's anybody's game. And get once. healthy. I, I, if fuck, man, if Carson doesn't go down, I don't think that Seahawks game is even close, man. Last year, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, all, it's all, it's all in the past now, I guess. So. Yeah, unfortunately, but I agree with you there. I, yeah, Clowney doesn't hit him dirty. They probably win that game. So to see McCown just go down the field a couple of times, it's like I gotta imagine Carson would have turned a couple of those possessions yep. into touchdowns. And, yep. You know, but but we shall see. So, um, yep. well, shit, man, you guys enjoy your night, and uh, let's yeah, but definitely let's reconvene around a uh, week. Let's say week fifteen, week sixteen. That sounds good to me, man. Absolutely, we'll we'll definitely do that. Uh. Well, shit, man, you guys enjoy your night. Stay safe. I hope everyone's family is, is happy and healthy. And, and I, I really appreciate you guys considering me having on your show. So, Our pleasure. 
I, I hope I had something to offer to your fans. Oh, this is Absolutely. great, man. This is great. Absolutely. Uh, awesome, guys. Have a good night, all right? All right, Jamie. Take, take care, care, brother. Peace, guys. All right. Jimmy Gorecki. <laughs> that was fun, man. That was, that was great. Yeah, that was and going in, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, all right, so what are we going to talk to this guy about? Like, I didn't know much about him. I don't know any skateboarding, but, man, you could tell he's a passionate Philly sports fan. I was fan. That was awesome, dude. He was. Yeah. I knew. I I knew he was a, a big Philly. I knew he was a big Eagles fan. Like I said, we. I've gone back and forth with him on Instagram several times uh, about things, and um, I expect it to be even more so now because now he knows us a little bit more. Um, dude, I would absolutely. I'd love to have him on it. Hopefully, next time we can get him with, without the bugs, like he said, and uh, mm-hmm. we could do that. I'd be that'd be great. So, I, I feel bad. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened with our feed. Yeah. the shit. Yeah, there's no one. No one can watch it. I, I can see it's grayed out. I, I don't know, but whatever. A show must go on. We'll we'll keep doing this podcast. Uh, um, what week are we in? Week nine. Yeah, we're in week nine. Yeah, NFL yeah. week nine. So why don't we move along to that? Um, and, and do you guys want to do the Eagles thing real quick? Um, we'll look at the schedule ahead, like we were just talking about. I think it's a good segue, right? Yeah, yeah, might as well. So, um, it's a unicorn. That's pretty much what the Eagles' season is at this point, maybe. Uh, so the Eagles are, like we said, three, four, and one into the bye. They come back week ten, um, and and uh, you know against the Giants, which is a team that you barely beat the first time you played them. But and the Giants are playing a little bit better as of late. I will say the Giants. The Giants come to fight. They're they're playing. Like they don't lay down. Yeah. No, that I think the Giants are, are heading. I mean, as much as I lay from stock as they are, I think they're heading in the right direction. I think they nailed the coach. I like Joe Judge. If Saquon's uh, on that team, they they have they, they might be getting they have fight two right or now. three more wins. And that, he, they got a good quarterback too. Uh, I think the jury's still out on that. I mean, you know. Like you, you see flashes of him doing some really good stuff, and then you see like, you, get few, you get Saquon back, you get him a few weapons. Right, right. You know what I mean, he could be a, a serviceable quarterback. Right. right, like I'm not out on him. Like they I don't mean, have to jeopardize all their draft picks to get a guy. They mm-hmm. they could do something with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, uh, the Eagles come out, take on the Giants. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. I'm still gonna give it a win. Oh yeah, yeah. Gary, Giants coming out of the bye. Yeah, it's a win, but I don't know, man. It could go either way. I I think as well. Week eleven, Eagles Browns in Cleveland. Not that the. I mean, let's be honest. The whole home away <laughs> thing doesn't really matter anymore. But you know, you're taking on the Browns in Cleveland. Um, the last time you played them. Was Carson Wentz's first game? And he I'll threw. never, I'll never forget that the first drive he took him down the field. He, he threw th- a really nice touchdown pass to Aguilar, right? Yeah, it was Aguilar, yeah. and it was like I was at Gar, I was at your house. Yeah, and was, it was like it, it was me, you, Daddy, and Debbie. Yeah, and I, it was like, oh my, look, they got a quarterback. We were, uh, we did a, a pregame broadcast in the parking lot of that game. And then we went into the game and and saw it was, uh, yeah, it, we were just like our jaws dropped. We're like, oh, we got a quarterback. 
Yeah, right. You yelled at Debbie for taking the last two wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. The shit you remember. What the fuck? And then, uh... So are we doing, like, where we think a win or loss? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, against Cleveland. Yeah, what do you think? I like, I think, I like a win there. Uh, I think that's a loss. I think that's a loss. Um, Baker Mayfield's playing better. That defensive line, like, I think it's a, a little reminiscent of the Washington game the first week. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, I think that's a loss. I'll go with you there. Uh, who's Who are the fucking Eagles to – you know what I mean? Yeah, there's th- so now you're four, five, and one. Mm-hmm. Now you're going against Seattle at home. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, easy. Now you're four, six, and one. Now you're playing the Packers in Lambeau. That's a loss too. Four. S- I, I don't know. I think that's one of them games. You're like, a, no way they win, and then somehow they win it. I'm, I I I just can't. Nah, I don't say it. Lost. I'm, I'm going to – all right, so 4-7-1. Four, seven, four, seven, oh, keep, keep, keep a win in your pocket, all right? So 4-7-1. Right. Now they're home against the Saints. <laughs> all right, but but you got, you have to take into consideration. All right, so out of those three are games – are they, are they healthy? Out of those three yeah. games, they're going to win one of them. That's a good th- question, Ryan. And if they come back to the link – Against the Saints, and they are healthy. They can beat the Saints. Right. Like, is Zach Ertz back? Is the, the, the offensive line healthy? Is the defense healthy? Like, like and is, I, Car- is Carson Wentz playing better? Like, I'll take, they, I'll take the Eagles as a win there, Sean. I, I'll take a win in one of those three games. I say they come out 5-7-1 out of that three-game stretch. But They're not uh, you gotta, Yeah, you got to go right now. I'm, I'm going to call that a loss. So – but you call the other one a win. So we're, right, all, so we we're all, all have five, five seven, seven and one. Now they're playing the Cardinals in Arizona. Kyler wow. Murray. Mm. DeAndre Hopkins going against Slay. Maybe Still. maybe you're okay on that battle. But then you got Christian Kirk going against Jalen Mills. Eh, I, I, I'm going to call it a loss. I'm going to go win there. I, think I, like a, a win, I like a win too, Sean. Yeah. I think it. That's one of those games that it's a fight. Yeah, it's one of those ugly ones. Drag down fight, but the Eagles come out. Somehow they're able to contain Murray a little bit. They they they've done okay against running quarterbacks, um, except for Daniel Jones, like the ghost of fucking the ghost of Reggie White tackled him. Yeah. All right, so six, seven, one. Yeah. Then they play the Cowboys. It's a win. Not the win. Seven, seven, and one. Seven, seven, and one. Then they finish against the Washington football team. That's a win. There's no way they get swept against Washington. Yeah, they get they get Washington in that game. So they. I got them at seven, eight, and one. I think we all had them eight, seven, and one. Eight, seven, and one. You, you're right because at the, the, the yeah. Arizona game because they yeah. went, they went. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. They right. win the division with even seven, eight, and one. They win the seven, division. eight, and one. They probably still win the division. Yeah. But I mean, you know, has there been a team that was eight and eight and won the division and went to the playoffs and did good in the playoffs? Has that ever happened? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. seven, seven it's, and nine. Seattle won. Yeah, so did um the year we played um Minnesota in the second round. Um, might have been the year 
No, it wasn't the year we went to the Super Bowl. It was around that era, though. We played Minnesota in the second round. They finished seven and nine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look, no matter what the Eagles do the rest of the season, if they they're not going to the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? They're just not. They're they're just not built for that this year. So I, you know, I would rather take. I, and I hate to say this, but I'd rather get a better draft pick. Why? So Howie can fuck it up? Yeah, I, okay, it's Ryan, true. but still, I'm just saying, I, I'd rather get a better draft pick. See, and I'm I'm a little on the other side of that, Garrett. Um, we've all seen the flaws in Doug Peterson. But what is Doug Peterson good at? Getting this team ready to play when it matters the most. I, I'm that, not, that's a good point. Right. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like not. He gets, right. He gets lucky during the regular season. Right. Come, come, come playoff time. Mm-hmm. There's something up to right. So hey. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but you win a division and you go into the playoffs. Right. Let, let's see what happens. Like even if when, they're healthy. When, when Nick Foles caught that fucking lightning in, in a bottle, you know, was that Nick Foles or was that Doug Peterson putting position players? Probably, probably a little of both. Yeah. And you never know, even the next year, with the, like that game against the Saints, um, if Alshon catches that ball, do they repeat? It, you know I, what I mean? I, I, I'm not going I, – I, But, you know, they didn't. No, they, the, like the top – right, the topic that we're talking – Sean, we're not – like I hear where you're going. Like I'm not doing it. But all I'm saying is what they do – like Doug Peterson is at his best when his team – when the – Games matter. The back's against the wall, right? Right. The, the last season we saw, they had to win the last five. They won the <laughs> last five. Uh, a lot can happen. I mean, we're only halfway through the season. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers could get hurt. Russell Wilson could get hurt. Um, you know, all you these know things can that? happen. Where all of a sudden, those games that don't look winnable are all of a sudden winnable. We've seen this happen before. Maybe the team ends up with nine wins. You don't know. That's why it's so fucking frustrating what's going on now because – all, both the, all three of us, we know that they're capable of more and better. And we just don't understand why it's not put on the field. Well, I mean, it's a combination, right? It, it's So, real quick, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we, we kind of went over it a little bit with Jimmy uh, when he was on with us a couple minutes ago. Um, that Dallas game was a fucking disaster. I don't care what anyone says. That, that game sucked. And Carson Wentz was sucked. that the worst game of Wentz's career? Uh, that's definitely his worst win of his career, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. two interceptions, like I two fumbles. See, I was hoping to see Carson Wentz like shine in that game. He should have. Like I just, well, I wanted to see him blow them apart. Yeah, he shined like a fucking turd. That's what yeah, he shined dude. like. Yeah, that, that was hard, dude. When he that one that one rollout, rollout to his left, and stands there and stands there and points, and stands the there. And then taste the fucking hit. 15-yard uh, loss. Even, but the, the, there's not even anybody there. So he's pointing. Like, what are you pointing at? There wasn't even anybody there. Like, the whole left side of the field, there was nothing there. Just get rid of the ball. That was – I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. I, I was livid at that. I'm like, this this guy better get it together. So the next drive, they come out, and I think that was when he threw to pick the next drive. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? And then you're down in halftime, and, and, and like we were saying with Jimmy, you know, yeah, they booed. They booed at halftime because they were playing like they should They should have gotten booed at halftime. That was horrendous. You were down at halftime against a team in the past six games, set an NFL record for giving up 20 points in the first half, every, for six games in a row. 
It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Like, I understand we're decimated. Maybe you don't get 20. You can't get 14. Yeah. Can't get, can't get, you're, you're down. You can't get 10. And, and the defense played well in that game. Mm-hmm. The defense, the only reason they won. They kept them out of the end zone. Yeah, that was it was bad. But you but, know, you know, like we're we're bashing Carson Wentz from rightfully so for that game. But at the same time, that the coach didn't help him. You could have had a vanilla offense. Oh uh, yeah, all you had to do Boston was Scott run was the ball. Carving that team up, they were right. carving all, them up. You know, Carson Wentz could have threw the ball twenty times the whole game. Yeah, and but you, let's throw a forty-yard bomb and thirty-mile-an-hour win. Right. So he could have thrown the ball 20 times the whole game and you should have scored 28 points. Yeah. With with him throwing the ball 20 times. Not even throwing the ball 20 times under 20 yards, Ryan. Right, right. So Boston Scott was at at one point was averaging seven yards. At one point he had eight carries for 56 yards. He was averaging seven yards a carry. When Boston Scott torched the fucking Giants last year, they used a bubble screen. They didn't use that one. They didn't call that not once on Sunday. Didn't call it. Just didn't call it. And then and then last night you watch a game like Green Bay. They're at the goal line. They do a fake reverse. They do a fake reverse and they throw it to the, to, uh, the tight end who is Mercedes Lewis who is wide open. Where is that creativity with Doug anymore? Like you, you're not seeing it anymore. When you have a guy like Hightower who has speed, or Jalen Hurts, who has speed, and you you don't do the fake like maybe do a reverse or do a fake reverse or just get the ball in their hands. Jalen Hurts comes back in the in, you mean Rager. Then um, when Jalen Hurts is in the uh, shotgun, you're like, oh, he, he's gonna run, he's gonna run left, and sure yeah. as shit, there, there's a there way there, that's there. where he goes. He's Let trying, him throw the fucking ball. Yeah, I think it's what had what two pass attempts. And all these yeah. wildcat plays and all that shit that they're trying to do. The fucking wildcat. Remember that that whole remember that was Miami who started doing that shit. Yeah, and Ronnie then, Brown and Ricky and, Williams. Yeah, and then and then we got Ronnie Brown the next year and we try it with Ronnie Brown here and then he fucking flips it back to someone at the goal line and fumble oh, oh I'm gonna forget about that. That whole See, era. Weren't we doing the, that wildcat shit when when uh when Michael Vick was here backing up Donovan McNabb. That's what I'm saying. When Vick yeah. and McNabb, when they first signed him, yeah. yeah it was Ronnie the, uh, Brown was here. Ronnie Brown was here then. Yeah, Ronnie <laughs> Brown. <laughs> Vince Young. Yeah, those were good years. Yeah. I but it, th- 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 this, th- that's, again, it all comes back to, like, they should have never took Hurts. Did Vince Young like, ever start for us? Yeah. Yeah, he Cause, did. Because who, who, who was it that got hurt? Vic, uh, Vic, right? Was it – it was Cobb or Vic is one of those two. No, because when Cobb got hurt, it was Vic. So it had to be it, Vic. It had to be Vic because it was 2011. So yeah. It, it was Vic. Yeah, yeah, it was Vic. So if, I, I think Vic's, Vince Young started the last four or five games. He was fucking horrible, year. wasn't he? He was horrible. Oh, he was terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. Was fucking dream team year. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that well, was an Omni Awesome Wall year too. Uh, fucking. He said my daughter in there! <laughs> All right, so why don't we uh, why don't we go through uh, Week Nine's matchups? Sound good? Yeah. All right, let me put some music on because I didn't get to do it earlier. This fucking oh, yeah. thing! I swear to God, dude, we're losing all our shit. Like everything's getting kooky tonight. 
There we go. All right, so we got the Broncos Falcons. Bronco, Broncos are underdogs by four. I like the, the I like the Falcons here. Okay. Todd Todd Burton, Todd Gurley's gonna have like eighty yards and two touchdowns. That sounds about like a Todd Gurley line. I like I like the Falcons as well. I do too. I I, I like them too. At home. Yeah, I, I think they they win that game there. Uh, Seattle taking on the Bills. That's a good game. Russell no. Wilson taking on Josh Allen. Uh, it's a three-point spread. Uh, Seahawks a favorite in Buffalo. I, I like the Seahawks. Ah, Buffalo's a good team to be an underdog at home. I think Buffalo covers. I think it's a tight game. I, I, I Probably the most entertaining game of the week. But I, I like Seattle to win, but Buffalo to cover. Seattle should win the game, but it, this has Buffalo written on it for me. Like even though even though Seattle's favorite by three on the road, all that stuff, this just sounds to me like a Buffalo game. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like Josh Allen's been kind of off the last few weeks. I think they run the ball well. I think they control the clock. I think they keep Russell Wilson kind of, you know, held in check a little bit. Um, I need fucking Tyler Lock to go off. Uh, I mean, not care if they go off. Yeah, I mean, right now, they're taking right now, turns every week. Where we stand now, I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league. Right this second, I I cannot disagree with that. Yeah. Um, the Bears Titans. Bears five and three. Titans five and two. Bears are six and a half point underdog. Yeah, I like the Titans. This is in Tennessee. Yes. I'll, get, I'll take Derrick Henry, but I don't think they cover. I think the Bears keep it close. I like the Bears. Yeah. Um, I, I The defense is good. I, I think this is one of them games where you see a little of that Nick Foles magic stuff. Ravens, Colts. That's a good game, too. Two five and two teams. Ravens are underdog by one. It's in Indianapolis? Yep. We're going to go Colts here. No way the Ravens lose two in a, two, two in a row, especially the way they lost last week. Um, I, I like the Ravens here. Colts have a good defense, though. Mm-hmm. Nah, Philip Rivers against a good defense. I'll take, the, I'll take the Ravens. Panthers, the return of Christian McCaffrey, taking on the Chiefs. Does it matter? Chiefs are favored by ten and a half. That don't matter. Ten and a half yeah. points. I like the Chiefs to cover. Yeah. Chiefs haven't been looking that good though. I, I think it's a lot of points. I'll go Panthers on the points. Although this could be a get right game. It's in Kansas City. Uh, it's funny they haven't looked at the and it, you know I follow closely because my home is my quarterback. Yeah. Um, He's my quarterback. Yeah. They, <laughs> they haven't looked. Great, but they're seven and one still. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll take the Panthers on the points barely. Like maybe mm-hmm. they lose by ten. It's ten mm-hmm. and a half. So, Lions, Vikings. Vikings are favored by five. Who the fuck are the Vikings to give five points to anybody? No, I think the Lions take this one. That's because of Dalvin Cook, dude. Um, I'm playing against him this week too. Good luck, man. Yeah. Um, 
Dude, he went off last week. Is he going to do it two weeks in a row? He's not doing that two games in he's a row. Against the Lions, I, don't know, I mean, he's not going to get 60 points. He's going to get his, though. Um, It's in Detroit, and Vikings are favored by five. Yes. Yeah. I like the Lions to cover, but I, th- I think the Vikings win. Uh, I agree. I agree. I, I think the Lions, the Lions could win outright. That's going to be tough. But I, I, I'll take the lines with the points, yeah. Giants against the football team. Okay, who cares? A landslide yeah, with the football team. Care anymore. Texans, we're just skipping it. Texans, Jaguars. Texans are seven-point favorites over the Jaguars. Texans. I will take the Jaguars. I'm going to take the, I'm gonna take the te- uh, Texans, yeah. I think, yeah, same uh, here. They're, they're starting a backup quarterback. Yep. Um, I forget his name, but uh, – yeah, I like the like the Texans here. Why? What happened to their quarterback? Minshew's got a uh, thumb injury. Hurt vagina. Fuck it right in the pussy. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, Raiders. The newly fined Raider Raiders half a million dollars cheaper and a draft pick lost. Taking on the Chargers, Justin Herbert and two and five Chargers. Vegas is favored by one. Herbert. This is in. I mean, it doesn't matter. In, it's uh, in. Uh, I'm just San Diego, uh, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, I think it's one of them games, um, like where you have two teams that aren't very good that put up a lot of points, but in the end, I think the Raiders win. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go Chargers. I think. Yeah. I Why? Because you got Herbert. I sat Aaron Rodgers last night. <sighs> yeah. I don't think it's a bad move. Herbert's no, been no, unbelievable. Think, and think about that. Look, on paper, Rodgers against the 49ers defense, who's been – yeah, they're doing a little banged up, but they're getting healthier. I'm like, uh, right. Herbert against the Raiders, I'll take Herbert. What uh, did Rodgers put up last night? 42. <laughs> That's hard to swallow, ain't it? Sure. Yeah, that, that might be a bad move. <laughs> I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, Steelers, Cowboys. Oh, steel! It doesn't matter to spread. Steelers. Four, 14. Uh, the Steelers. Dolphins, Cardinals. Dolphins, four and a half point favorites over the Dolphins. That's a tough, that's a tough game. 2-0 against uh, Kyler Murray. I'm going to go Dolphins here. I, I'm kind of siding that way, too. Yeah, I uh, can't disagree. It's in Arizona, though. Are we stupid? I think we're probably mm-hmm. stupid. But let's go with the Dolphins. Let's say it's one of those weird games, right? Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins gets shut down. Saints, Bucks. That's Sunday night. That's a good game. Yeah, that's a real good game. Brady, Breeze. Did you hear what uh, Bruce Arians said about Alvin Kamara? No. He said, I coached Marshall Falk, and this guy is an absolute headache. Well, good. I hope he fucking gives him a fucking migraine. Uh, so I'm, do I. I'm gonna go so s- do I. I, I'm going to go I hope Al- I'm sorry. I hope Alvin Kamara goes nuts so Michael Thomas does it. <laughs> there you go. See? See? Yeah, I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Saints here. I think the Saints somehow um, 
beat Tampa Bay. Breeze beats Brady. I, I is this um this is uh in Tampa Bay? It is, yeah. Uh, it's it's probably a foolish pick, but I'm going fucking Saints because fuck you, Brady and Gronkowski. Right. Fuck the both of them. I gotta tell you though, I I mean I know they've had injuries. Uh, the Drew Brees actually has a shoulder thing going on. I mean he's going to play, but um, I don't like what I've seen out of the Saints. Yeah, they've had um, a, they, they they didn't look too they don't look too uh, convincing this season. No, they, I mean granted their top two receivers have been out and they're getting them both back on Sunday. But I think that the I think the Bucks are starting to click. They got a um, decent defense too. Yeah, I, and Brady's starting to look really, really good in that offense. I'm I'm gonna take the Bucks. Okay, I, it's probably a smart pick, honestly. I I, I think I'm being biased. I, I want Andy Kamara to just go to fuck off. Fuck Tom Brady. And this is actually Monday night's fucking game. I, this is this might be the worst Monday night game I've seen in a long time. Patriots Jets. How like why is it that the Monday night games can't be flexed? Like I'm, I'm not even skip. I'm that. not even picking it. Like who cares? <laughs> like if 2020 was a football game, that's it on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, I, I just got a text that they just saw. Uh, TJ just saw the new Borat. Did you guys see Borat yet? The new one? No, I haven't seen you it. You have yet, to no. fucking see it. There are two scenes that will not leave my head, and I'm just like, this guy's a fucking maniac. Actually, there's three. There's a scene late that's fucking crazy, too. Anyway, for those who haven't seen it, go see it. It's it's pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm going to go pat, Pats uh, easily on that one. Uh, Jets will remain fucking winless. I fucking hate Adam Gaze. I hate him. I hate that whole fucking team. I hate everything about them. Did you hear that the, the latest, like, scenario trade thing don't you scenario me guy <laughs> um so that the, the san francisco 49ers it's a unicorn go and trade for sam darnold i can see that jimmy g's not holding up man nah jimmy guy they have to move on from him yep they have to what do you think like honest opinion about sam darnold i like him I think he's in a really shitty situation. I think he's in a, a, a situation where he 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 can't win there. Just almost like a almost like a talk about I'm a guy, talk about a guy who's who's a fucking warrior. Like he's on a shit team. He keeps getting knocked around. He's having a hard time completing passes, tra- and he still comes to he still comes to work. The trade is running back, right? They had no the, yeah. Mims, I guess Mims is his top receiver, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's messed up, man. That's a tough. That's a really. He tough. had Robbie Anderson last year. Yeah. Let him walk. Let him go. Yeah. The offensive line's a disaster. Yeah. He, he it, it reminds me of like the Ryan Tannehill thing with the Dolphins. That stinks. Yeah. Like um, me and you have been on the same page with him, Sean. Like, I always liked Ronnie Ryan Tannehill. I have too. Yeah. I thought he was. Yep. I thought he was a good quarterback, and yep. then he got in a better situation. And look at him. Yep. So I, I and the same Darnold thing really reminds me of that. Yeah, Adam Gaze. I'm gonna grab him and say, "Do you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
His, his fucking eyes are all bulging and shit. All fucking weird. <sighs> all right, you want to do uh, through the beers? Absolutely. Oh, by the way, before we before we do that, after this, I'll probably cut out. All right. Before... No problem. I I need all these. I'll be right back. I'll mute my mic. I'll be right back, fellas. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got to tell you about the raise. The, you didn't hear about the raise player who got convicted. The Tamp Bay Rays player got convicted of um. I gotta find it. Fuck. Where's the ad at? Or where's the fucking thing at? Damn it. Wait one second. So a a he. <laughs> sorry, man. Yeah, he got convicted of uh, um, three counts of first degree murder. Fucking fat bitch! Oh, you fat bitch! He, uh, uh, Brandon Martin, uh, he was a supplemental first round pick in 2011. Uh, he was accused of using a baseball bat to beat not only his special needs father, his uncle, uh. and an innocent bystander in a home in California in 2015. Uh, it took less than a day to deliberate. On, deliberate on the uh, allegations. Uh, also included was auto theft, or, or, uh, resistant arrest, obst- obstructing peace, uh, injuring a dog, uh, like Ryan does. Um, he was found guilty that on all motherfucker. counts. He was found guilty on all counts. So, so he killed his dad, his uncle, and and an innocent bystander. Is that known as a triple? Triple. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know it was, that was terrible. Go ahead, Gara. Let's uh. He, he killed a dog. He killed a dog. Yes, that he did. motherfucker. Back in 1924, the Boston Bruins was the first U.S. team to join the NHL. Yeah, the one, the, one the of the Montreal first eight, Mar- yeah. The Montreal Maroons also joined the NHL, only lasting to 1938. In 1959, future Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown wins for five touchdowns for the Cleveland Browns, 38-31 win over the Baltimore Colts. In 1964, Len Dawson, Kansas City Chiefs QB, passes for 435 yards and six touchdowns. 49-39 win over the Denver Broncos. In 1966, NFL awards a franchise to the city of New Orleans, the Saints. Adopt the name from the Catholic Church holiday, All Saints Day. 1972. Phillies pitcher Steve Carlton is unanimously selected and National League Cy Young Award winner wins 27 games for the Phillies, who as a team only won 57 games. Yep. What was that? 1972, you said? 1972. 1972, yeah. Yep. 1990. Sandra Miller is awarded $100 for yo, White he, Yo, by the way, Carlton's like... Go ahead. <laughs> In 1990, Sandra Miller is awarded $100 for Mike Tyson playing with her titties. (laughs) (laughs) 
1992, Jets wide receiver Al Toon becomes the 10th NFL player to have a catch in 100 straight games. Al Toon, man. What a – wow. He was a really good receiver. In 1996, Philadelphia 76ers inaugurate NBA season with the opening of the Core State Center before a record-breaking crowd of 20,444. Largest to ever see a basketball game in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Wow. In 1997, NC State wide receiver Torrey Holt catches five touchdown passes in the 48-35 loss to Florida State. You look like you have to take a tingle. (laughs) Take a couple of drinks. In 1998, Steve Young and Jerry Rice hook up for their 80th career touchdown and Niners 36-22 loss to the Green Bay Packers. Good for you. NFL mark previously held by Dan Marino and Mark Clayton. Bunch of childs. 2003, University of Pitt wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald establishes new NCA record and TD pass receptions for 14 straight games. Now you're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck! <laughs> yeah, I care. That's it. Oh, that's it. All right, so, cool. That's it. So on the Larry Fitzgerald thing, you got to give him props. He joined Jerry Rice as the only two receivers in NFL history to have fourteen hundred career receptions. Yeah, and he's the only receiver to play after the age of seventy six. I no, I know, I know. I, 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 I Fitz, hear you. Fitzgerald, I mean, he, he's still productive. He is, but you're never, you're never going to put Fitzgerald in the top three or top five of all time. Mm-mm. You'll Mm-mm. never, you never will. Mm-mm. He he was he's been solid, but he's played for so long, right? And he was never that. You know why? Because he was never that prolific down the field threat. He was never. He was always a. Uh, you know, he was. He was a better, a much better version of Alshon Jeffrey. That's what he. Yeah, was. he he was an Alshon Jeffrey that never got hurt. Right. Yep. Yep. Hey, great career, a great guy too. Super nice guy. Yeah. Fitzgerald's yeah. Fitzgerald's a class act. Despite he's my, a first ballot Hall of Famer though. Oh, easily. Oh, absolutely. But he's, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to like. I'm I'm kind of giving him justice here. Like he's never going to be considered in that top five category as far as best receivers ever. No, like, he might not even make the top ten. That's only because of the style of receiver he is. Like he might not even make the top fifteen. Like, do you put Isaac Bruce over? Jerry? Yeah, I would. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you put Tory Holt over him too. Um. Nah, I go Fitzgerald over Holt only because of only uh, Holt. Holt had a good career and everything like that, but I, I think Fitzgerald just consistently was just yeah, and he did a lot more with less. Yeah, think you got about Megatron. The, you got think, Megatron. Think about the fucking quarterbacks that, that Fitzgerald's played with. I mean, come on, man. It, yeah, yeah. And he still put up consistent numbers. So it's unfair. It sucks. It, I mean, you put him with Tom Brady, he might be the greatest receiver of all time, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just it's the luck of the draw, I guess. So I'm gonna wrap it up, fellas. All right, we're gonna do uh, through the uh, uh, corner pub jukebox, and we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. So night, bro. You gonna hang it? You gonna hang out for jukebox or what? You're fucking out. You can't wait five more minutes. You fuck. Yeah, I'll wait. All right. He really doesn't want to, but you're making yeah, him feel bad. I know. Right? No, I, wanna, I wanna hear the songs now. All right, 2011. I got 2011. We're, we're wrapping this up, guys. Uh, top ten. Just can't get enough by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Moves like Jagger, Maroon 5. Oh my god. Ooh. 
All right. All right. All right. Um, super super bass by Nicki Minaj is number eight. Man, she's got a fat ass. Fuck you, oh. fuck you, CeeLo, number seven, uh, forget you. Six was Grenade by Bruno Mars, obviously a huge. That's a grenade for you. Huge song. Give Me Everything by Pitbull. Uh, E.T. by Katy Perry and Kanye West. Why do I not? I, I'm sure I know that song. I just can't. Number three, Firework by Katy Perry. Number two, the Party Rock Anthem by LMAFO. What the fuck? Like, yep. this is done. I'm done with this. Number one. Rolling in the deep. Rolling. What a fucking voice on her, Adele. Yes. Yeah. Um, you uh, seen her on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago, dude? No, nah, my screen wasn't big enough. No. I know. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm kidding, dude. Uh, she's a. Uh, she's. Oh, fat bitch! No, she, no, she slimmed down. I know she slimmed down. She looks amazing. No, she, no, she does look good. She, she kept the titties too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they well, what, what is she gonna do with them? Well, usually when you lose weight, you lose those titties too. And she didn't. She kept them. Yeah, good for well. her. She put them on her. Arm she paid a hundred bucks because somebody played with them. Mike <laughs> Dyson. No, no, no. She's she's phenomenal. She's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal singer, man. Unbelievable. I, I should own that album, dude. That's on my that's on my so phone. Yeah, it's so a great why. album. All right, so Pumped Up Kicks, uh, Foster the People is number 13. You know that song, right? Yeah, I've heard that song. You better run, run, run faster than my bullet. Uh, Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars, number f- uh, 15. Uh, let's see. We have uh, <coughs> Razor Glass by Pink. Fucking perfect by Pink. That's seventeen and nineteen. Born this way by Lady Gaga. Uh, What's my name by Rihanna? Number twenty. Uh, Look at me now, Chris Brown. The song he sang right before he punched her in the face. <laughs> Someone like you by Adele. Number twenty-four. I'm telling you, this this was actually a decent year. Like I actually know a lot of these songs. Well, Good Life by One Republic. Eh, whatever one, one fucking Republic. Um, we got uh. All right, here we go. Uh, jar. Uh, there was a se- I'm sexy and I know. LMAFO again, number 57. Hold it against me by Britney Spears. Yes, I would. Would you? Britney squeals. Um, K Fed. Bottoms up by Trey Songs and Nicki Minaj. Hold on, speaking of bottoms up, hold on. Gary, that beer is really good. Yeah, so is this uh, Roman Coke, man. How's your ice tea, Gar? It's good. Yeah, how's that? Oh, and... Because, baby, tonight, the DJ's got us falling in love again. Usher and Pitbull, that's number 65. Uh, I think that's all I had. That's it. That's my list. Thank Christ. Yep. Actually, that wasn't a bad year, like, all things considered. From what we've had the last few uh, weeks here. That was actually one of the better years we've had in probably the last five. What do you got, bro? All right, so 2012. Number 10. What makes you beautiful by One Direction? Your tits. Number nine. Starships by Nicki Minaj. 
Number eight, We Found Love, Rihanna feature, featuring Calvin Harris. Mm. Number seven, Stronger, What Doesn't Kill You by Kelly Clarkson, who is smoking hot. Number six, Glad You Came by the one that... That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Number five, Lights by Ellie Golding. Number four, Payphone, Maroon Five. The only lights, featuring... the only lights that the, the only lights that Ellie Golden saw was fucking in Horsch in Horschwatz. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> um, number four, Payphone, Maroon Five, featuring Wiz Kefila. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, Khalifa. Khalifa. Yeah. I'm sorry, Wh- I got it wrong. Wiz What's Ka- the next one, Jetpack? Wiz Number three, We Are Young, Fun, featuring... Oh, God, I fucking hate that band. I hate that song. Wait till you hear what number one was. Number two, Call Me Maybe, Carly Ray Jemson. Wow. Number one, Somebody That I Used to Know, OTA, featuring Kimbra. Wow, man. Somebody that I used to know. Right? Is that that song? Yeah. That's it. Um, number number eighteen, one more night by Maroon Five. Uh, I don't remember that one. No, me neither. Number twenty-seven, Mercy by Kanye West, Big Sean, Pusha T, and Two Chains. <laughs> Push the T. Sounds like a smoke shop. <laughs> number number twenty-nine, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Damn, dude, I'm telling you, they were yeah. huge for a couple years there. Huge. Number thirty, number thirty-three. We are never ever getting back together. We are never ever ever getting back together. Moves like Jagger. Number thirty-six. I fucking hate Adam Levine. Or, nah, Adam All right, Levine. here here we go. Number forty. Niggas in Paris. Jay Z and Kanye West. Well, first of all, that's a lie because I've never seen any of them in France. Just saying. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, they don't eat French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Number fifty-one, "Ass Back Home" by Jim Class Heroes, featuring Neon Hitch. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's how you saying. It. <laughs> it's my in Get your ass back home. <laughs> um, stinks. Number sixty-four. Rumor has it by Adele. Uh, number 71, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Oh, fat bitch! Um, yeah, birthday cake, Rihanna featuring Chris Brown. That stinks. <laughs> I fucking hate country music. Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith, number 82. Fucking right in the pussy! Bruh. Uh, number 100, uh, Burn It Down by Linkin Park. I go home and get your fucking shine box. And then hang yourself or however you fucking kill himself. That was a shit year. What was that? One more. What was that song called? Burn It Down. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, guys, it was uh, it was fun. It was a good show. We had a little technical difficulties earlier in the show. 
I'm thinking about editing it and trying to get that shit out, but it's a lot of work. I might just leave it as is. We had, we had about five minutes of us going <laughs> laughing and not sure what was going on. Hey, we do it live. I feel bad for um, I feel bad for people, dude. There was a lot of people that were tuned in earlier. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was mm-hmm. we we had a nice crowd and we lost them all. This fucking feed, man. That's that sucks. I got to figure out what the fuck happened. I'm I'm not happy right now. So. I'll be talking to uh, our streaming service and trying to get that shit straightened out. Um, but until then, uh, oh, dude, I, how, Gary, how can I fucking forget? How can I forget? What what, what, what am I doing here? What's that? You know, I, uh, I can't finish the show this way. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. We want to thank Jimmy Gorecki for coming on tonight. Uh, that was a lot of fun, dude. I, I, I you know, like you said, I, yeah. I had a I feeling he was that. a very car- charismatic guy, um, and uh, like I said, I knew he knew his sports. So uh, I was I was glad he jumped on and, and gave us some insight. This fucking ad won't end. Jesus fucking Christ! Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Oh, never mind. I can't play the video. All right, so we're not having this playoffs on tonight. Cocksucker. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. All right, we'll see you guys next week. What a way to end the Hopefully show. Hopefully we'll see you. Once again, technical difficulties again. I can't even play the fucking playout song. It says an error has occurred. Yeah, we might be. Uh... I think I think, uh, I think they're on to us. Yeah. Fuck them. I, I think it's the Trumpers. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Hashtag riding with Biden, hashtag loser, hashtag yes. C orange so, cocksucker. So so they're on to us. Okay, we cheated. You you keep that. How's karma feel, you red nosed fuck? That's right. Fucking A. It's okay that the Republicans took all the seats, but yet that didn't work out. Alright, that's it. That's it. We got it in the show. See you guys next week. Corner Pod Sports out. Penis out. Good night, guys. <laughs>